State. You're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Michael Patrick, how are you doing? Good morning, Michael Patrick. I never know what questions you're going to throw at me. Take it easy, dude. Oh, yeah. I know that you will. Yeah, well, the dude abides. The dude abides. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. The Lions abide, too, apparently. And so do the Spartans, and so do the Wolverines. It's just getting started. It's Michael Patrick Shields. A very pleasant Monday to you from the end of the road at the top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. We get your Monday morning turkey on the road, having you look skyward again because the night sky has a show in store for stargazers if you're going to bundle up and go outside in November because the Leonoid meteor shower is gaining in intensity this week and it will peak after midnight in the wee small hours of Friday, November 18th, and it'll be active all month. That's like 15 to 20 meteors per hour, according to NASA, if you want to have a peek up there at the skies. And uh, at the same time, too, cold weather makes ski people happy. Snow farming! Didn't know they called it that, but it is. Some of northern Michigan's ski resorts flipping on the snow guns in anticipation of the start of the ski season. And uh, because the temperatures are going to take a sharp turn south, in fact, they already have, and that means that places in the Upper Peninsula and in Grand Traverse County and Kalkaska, they've all got snow. And so here it is, that blanket of white stuff all around us is now being supplemented by the ski operators so they can get that base going because that ground snow that you see right now is going to melt, but they can build on it and you can get on your skis and we're heard on WMKT in northern Michigan, and they're ready for you. I remember Jim McGinnis one time, the owner of Crystal Mountain, telling me he doesn't gamble in casinos because he's in the ski business. And it all has to do with the weather. And here we go into uh, over the river and through the woods time. We're going to have, is it Friday? Well, that is the real harbinger of the holidays, isn't it? Beaujolais Nouveau Day with Matt Rhodes and Tim McGuire and Tony Cuthbert doing the tasting and we may even have the biggest star of the day on, and just to give you a clue, his last name is DeBuff. Stick around for that on Friday. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. Also, this is the week Jim Nance will join us in advance of his appearance in Detroit to cover the Lions for CBS Sports. Stay tuned for that, too. I'll let you know as soon as I do. President Biden is supposedly going to give Chinese President Xi Jinping a warning about North Korea later today. That ought to scare him, right? Biden's going to meet Xi face-to-face for the first time as president. He'll be on the sidelines of the G20 summit all the way over in Indonesia. White House says Biden's going to warn him that if he continues weapons development toward taking over Taiwan and uh, the military presence and all the rest of it, and what about North Korea? Biden wants stability in the region. Will he get it by warning the Chinese president? 
talk later with Tom Watkins, who's an expert on China, see what he thinks about that. Meanwhile, I don't know if in that meeting President Biden's going to have his teleprompter, but the uh, national GOP and Ronna McDaniel, as far as I know at this moment, as I check my watch, is still chair of the GOP nationally put out a tweet that said, when it comes to Joe Biden, the teleprompter remains undefeated. And here's what it sounded like. The energy agency recently concluded that our significant climate investment will, quote, help turbocharge the, emer- the, ener- the, the, excuse me, tur- turbocharge the emerging global clean energy, co- clean energy economy. I was reading their quote, sorry. Yeah, there it is. By the way, speaking of China and war, uh, get your house ready because right around Christmas, a ban on TikTok could happen in the United States before the new Congress is sworn in this January. The FCC commissioner says TikTok is China's digital fentanyl and that our kids are just addicted to it. And so there are security risks also, he believes, in TikTok and uh, they need bipartisan support to get rid of that Chinese-operated well, platform, I guess is what you'd call it. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. John Galoos, Union Financial Group, LLC.com, and Grand Rapids can advise you. He advises us every day with the stock market numbers. Good morning. Uh, Friday, the Dow was up 32 points, closed at 33,747. S&P 500 was up 36 points, closed at 3,992. The NASDAQ was up 209 points, closed at 11,323. Soaring with the futures, the Dow's down about 100. S&P 500's down about 16. NASDAQ's down about 80. Oil's at $88.30 a barrel. Uh, gold's at $1,770 an ounce. Uh, Bitcoin has gotten absolutely crushed over this FDX thing. Uh, it's at 16774 This is why we turn to John Galoos for advice on what to do with our investments. He's at Union Financial Group, LLC.com in Grand Rapids with customers all over the state. And he can advise you right there. You can play the Powerball jackpot at your local retailer or online at michiganlottery.com. The drawings are every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday at 10.59 p.m. Also, you can add a double play for a second set of winning numbers. And you can play, too, at Meyer, where you get more of the things you want most. More local produce and more home decor. More free prescriptions. And more importantly, you get them all for less at Meyer. Why would you pay more? You might have money sitting right in your house, but it might not be in your bank account. Over 40% of Americans don't have $500 in their emergency fund. And you may not realize that you can use the equity in your home to put yourself in a better financial situation. A cash-out refinance from Hall Financial can help relieve stress and uh, get your family prepared for the future. You can also have... uh, a line of credit on the equity you've built up by making your mortgage payments. So if you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance your current one, you can call Hall Financial at 866-CALL-HALL or chat with them online at callhallfirst.com. You remember that movie The Terminal with Steven Spielberg about the guy who was stuck in the airport because he didn't have his immigration papers? Well, that was based on a real person. And his name was Mehran Nasari. Steven Spielberg made the movie about it back in 2004. Well, that fella, the real-life fella, passed away Saturday 
at Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. And uh, if you can believe that, he went back to the airport again after all these years to live as a homeless person after staying in a nursing home and then died there of natural causes. And the secret space plane is on the ground, was up there for 900 days in orbit, and uh, there were a bunch of secret experiments going on up there, too. It's Monday. I wish I knew what they were. Somebody does. Welcome to the program. Glad to have you here. It's Michael Patrick Shields, and available at mibigshow.com. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Grab some green at Firekeepers this November. Win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. You could be one of 25 guaranteed winners to pick a big prize, including up to $30,000 cash. Earn entries daily and join us on November 26th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., five winners will each get to select from the punch board to win up to $10,000 cash. Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing, where five lucky players will each choose a huge cash prize from $12,500 all the way up to $30,000 cash. Don't miss your chance to win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Fans of the Cape Crusader are remembering Kevin Conroy, the actor who provided the voice of Batman, died in New York last week after a battle with cancer at the age of 66. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman! The Westbury, New York native studied acting at Juilliard alongside Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams. He'd go on to voice Batman between 1992 and 1996, spanning nearly 400 TV episodes as well as 15 films and two dozen video games. Mark Hamill, who voiced the Joker opposite Conroy's Dark Knight, said in his statement, he was one of my favorite people on the planet and I loved him like a brother. He truly cared for the people around him. His decency shone through everything he did. Also a founding member of the Clash, guitarist Keith 
Levine is dead at the age of 65 after he battled liver cancer. He formed the British punk band in the 1970s along with Mick Jones, later joining Public Image Limited, the post-punk band established by Johnny Rotten after he left the Sex Pistols. And Dolly Parton is the winner of a $100 million Bezos Courage and Civility Award handed out by the Amazon founder. It goes to leaders who aim high, find solutions, and who always do it with civility. The music legend and philanthropist said she'll do her best to do good things with money. During the pandemic, Parton donated a million dollars to vaccine research efforts. Plus, since the 1980s, she's been behind a charity to get books into the hands of children around the world. That's Entertainment Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Another magnificent and interesting weekend of NFL football. Talk about that in just a minute. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. For the very first time, the NFL played in Germany this weekend. And Tony Cuthbert will have the details on all of that coming up and all the winners and losers around the NFL, including the Buffalo Bills, losing two in a row now. They're not even in first place in that division anymore. And the Dolphins were winners. Stick around for that. Yeah, I know you're interested in the Lions. Oh, the Packers won too? Oh, they beat the Cowboys. And I'm scooping Tony Cuthbert's stories. Never mind. You get plenty to talk about too with college football. But the Lions came from behind in Chicago. 31-30. to Jeff Akuda had a 20-yard interception return that tied the game. And then Justin Fields ran for a 67-yard touchdown to put the Bears up by six because the extra point was missed, and it proved vital. Uh, Chicago is now 3-7, and seven, and Detroit is now 3-6. and six. Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, said he's proud of the team. They played hard, and uh, but our guys responded, and that's a huge win, man. That's two all, That's That's two. That's two back-to-back. That's a division win, and that's our first road win in two years. So those are all big things for us. So I was proud of him. Lions quarterback Jared Goff said he knew the offense needed to score a lot. Job, especially running the ball and, and being able to finish drives. And Justin's a hell of a player over there and uh, everything they're able to do. Yeah, we kind of had a feeling. But at the same time, our defense has been playing well as, as of late and um, had confidence in them. Well, it used to be a time when uh, that many points was a lot in an NFL game, 31-30, to 30, but not anymore. Aiden Hutchison plays on the other side of the ball, the Wolverine for the Lions, and he said every win means a lot. I think we're making progress, man. You know, it's, it's very encouraging, I think, for the fans. For us seeing, watching ourselves do that and get it done is, is huge for, for our mental and, and I think how we move forward in the season. Ken Dallafor played for the Honolulu Blue and Silver and came... Oh, 30 minutes away from going to the Super Bowl at one stage when he got the team to the championship game. He's on our AT&T line right now with reaction of yesterday's win. Thanks for being here. Congratulations. I say congratulations on the team uh, winning because you are one of the proud alumni of the Detroit Lions I do not congratulate your mobile service on the connection that we have. That's all right. Um, we'll catch up with him again, too, before Thanksgiving. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com. The Lions may have been a winner, but Nolan Finley in the Detroit News says that 
Donald Trump is a loser. And right now you're saying, wait a minute, I read Nolan Finley. He's kind of a conservative writer there. He's the editorial editor for the Detroit News. But his headline, say it, GOP, say it, say it. Remember like Sam Kinison used to yell out, Trump's a loser. He says every Republican who cares about the future of the party should tattoo those words backwards on their foreheads so they can read them whenever they look in the mirror. Donald Trump lost in the 2018 midterms abysmal leadership. That cost him control of the House. You can go on and on. But the big thing is in Michigan, a slate of candidates with the Donald Trump stamp got massacred. Democrats control every branch of the government for the first time in 40 years, and he says Donald Trump did that. And it really shouldn't be a surprise, according to Nolan Finley. If you went to the state GOP nominating convention, the Republicans in the spring, he said it was frothing fanaticism. And uh, anybody who said, hey, wait a minute, was shouted out of the place. And so all these people, they thought that Trump's sheer magnificence would carry them to victory. The Matt DiPernos of the world and the Christina Caramos. Well, look what happened. And uh, so, Nolan Finley says, if you're a Republican and you care, you better forget about Donald Trump. Now, curiously, Tudor Dixon, who ran for governor, was the nominee and was the nominee after some people had to drop out. But still, she's weighing a run for chair of the Michigan Republican Party after losing the election for governor. I don't know why somebody would want that job. It seems to me like a miserable job, thankless job. It's mainly a fundraising job. You get to talk on camera once in a while or whatever and have a little fun bomb throwing, I suppose. But um, doing that as a mother of four, running around the state, raising money and chasing down all these races and so forth, is that really what she wants to do? Or is it just something that would make her feel good after losing? And, you know, it would be a bit of revenge, too, because there was a memo that leaked that blamed her and Tudor Dixon's loss for the other losses that the Michigan Republicans suffered in the election. She didn't like that very much. She said, you ought to take responsibility for it yourself. So would she want to do that? Now, here are some other people who have nothing else to do. James Craig, the Detroit police chief, is going to run for GOP chair. And Matt DiPerno, another loser, if you will, was running for attorney general, lost. Now he wants to be the party chair. Now he's one of those people that will be labeled a Trumper from the get-go. James Craig, as police chief and a career in law enforcement, I don't know what he would know about running a party or being able to raise money. Word is he didn't even want to campaign for himself. How is he going to campaign for others? But what do I know? Party's going to decide in February, but it gives us something to talk about between now and then. Gas prices are now uh, $4.04 a gallon on average in Michigan. Benton Harbor, where we're heard on WSJM, you've got the highest in the state, $4.12 a gallon. $60 to fill up your tank now, 15-gallon tank, that is, on average. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan. Be careful driving a 50-year-old South Bend, Indiana man's at a hospital eight hours in his car because he crashed in on M60 in Cass County Sunday morning uh, right there on the uh, highway near Stone Lake Drive. Did it at 1 in the morning, and they didn't find him for hours because his car was covered with snow. 
And uh, that part of the state is notorious for that. You'd be in the ditch and you wouldn't be able to get out of there. Be careful. God bless you. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. Federal investigators are moving against a massive sanitation company that's accused of employing children as young as 13 on dangerous overnight shifts at food processing plants. The Department of Labor requested a temporary injunction Wednesday against Wisconsin-based Packers Sanitation Services after investigators found at least 31 children employed to clean industrial equipment. Two child workers suffered caustic chemical burns and other injuries while working on the floor where cattle are butchered at a plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. I'm Mark Mayfield. About 3 million middle school and high school students across the U.S. are smoking. A new report from the CDC and the FDA found these young people reported using a tobacco product within 30 days of being surveyed. The survey also found that youth are using e-cigarettes and flavored cigars more than traditional cigarettes. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State. 1.8 million people, as I understand it, voted absentee, and you're quoted as saying that you're really excited about that. Why? This was our highest turnout midterm election in the state's history. 4.5 million people voted. That's an extraordinary win for democracy. And on top of that, to have 1.8 million vote absentee really underscores that voters have embraced this option. And yet there are some people who say you really oughtn't vote absentee unless you absolutely have to. Big difference in philosophy for sure, that people ought to show up at the polls unless they have a reason not to. Not just to vote and send it in early three weeks before the election because they want to. Uh, Oh, this is very important. Michigan State Police are trying to find a 16-year-old Allegan County girl who's been missing since October 21st. Troopers say Raven McBride was last seen 8.30 p.m. She told her family she was taking their dogs outside. She's 5'3", 175 pounds, bright red hair and brown eyes. And troopers think she might be with someone she knows, but they have no leads. So if you know anything, if you have seen anything, of course, contact the authorities as quickly as you can. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. More jobs, higher personal incomes, and a healthy economy is the focus of business leaders from Michigan. The organization is made up of the heads of Michigan's largest companies and universities. And you can learn more at businessleadersformichigan.com. We're going to talk with Andrew Abood a little bit later. He was at the Carrier Classic, the Armed Forces Classic, Michigan State's basketball game in San Diego on the deck of an aircraft carrier. And uh, they are now 0-2 on aircraft carriers, near as I can tell. But nevertheless, we'll find out what he thought about the game and what the experience was like. And change is big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. It's a smart thermostat in every home. Consumers Energy is making it happen. If you haven't heard, they're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. Learn more at consumersenergy.com slash clean energy. Well, did it catch you by surprise seeing snow this weekend? Was it weird? Especially after temperatures were shirt sleeve like late last week, and the next thing you know, you got white fluffy stuff all around already. 
It's Michigan for you, isn't it? Through the AT&T microphones. This show available four seasons and all day long at MIBigShow.com or through the app Spreaker, where you can make Michigan's Big Show one of your favorite listens. And I hope you do. And keep listening to the great radio station you're tuned to now. NBC News Radio, I'm Tammy Trujillo. President Biden says he feels good about where we are now, that control of the Senate has been decided. A key victory in Nevada for Senator Catherine Cortez Masto means Democrats will hold on to control, and they'll have a shot at growing their majority by another seat with a runoff in Georgia set for December 6th. That race is incumbent Democrat Raphael Warnock facing GOP challenger Herschel Walker. Maryland Governor Larry Hogan is blaming the GOP midterm flop on former President Trump. It's basically the third election in a row that Donald Trump has cost us uh, the race. And it's like, you know, three strikes, you're out. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the Maryland Republican added he's tired of losing. The governor said it's a mistake for Trump to run for the White House again. He's expected to announce that bid on Tuesday. The Dallas County Medical Examiner says six people are dead after a mid-air collision during an air show in Dallas. Scott Carr has the latest. The FAA confirms a World War II-era Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress and a Bell P-63 King Cobra collided Saturday afternoon, crashing at the wings over Dallas Air Show at the Dallas Executive Airport. The crash created a fireball in the sky about 10 miles southwest of the city's downtown area, spreading debris across a nearby highway, horrifying onlookers. Reports cite the commemorative Air Force and saying six were on board the two planes at the time of the crash and all six were killed. A team from the National Transportation Safety Board are set to arrive today to investigate. I'm Scott Carr. NASA's Artemis 1 moon rocket may finally be about to get off the ground. After scrubbing two previous launches, the next attempt is set for early Wednesday morning from Kennedy Space Center. And the Seahawks and Buccaneers made NFL history today playing the first ever game in Germany. Tampa Bay came out on top, beating Seattle 21-16 to at Lions Arena in Munich. You're listening to the latest. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Elon Musk says Twitter's paid subscription service, Twitter Blue, will probably be back this week. Twitter Blue allowed users to have their accounts verified with blue check marks for $8 a month. Netflix is getting ready to go live. The streaming giant confirmed on Thursday that Chris Rock will debut a comedy special live early next year. The company said Rock is the first artist to have the distinction of live streaming on Netflix. NASA's Artemis 1 moon rocket may finally get off the ground. After scrubbing two previous launches due to hurricanes Ian and Nicole, the next launch attempt is scheduled for early Wednesday morning from Kennedy Space Center. A highly secretive Space Force plane is back on the ground after completing its longest mission yet. The Boeing X-37B touched down early Saturday morning after 908 days in orbit. I'm Troy Thomas.
till you hear what our next guest did. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Very pleased to be with you, and I have some of the most remarkable friends, and this program, Michigan's Big Show, also has some remarkable friends, and one of them is on our AT&T line right now, a woman who has traveled the world on aircraft and boats and trains and buses and cars. She's been everywhere, and she went to darn near the top of the world on foot recently. Andrea Grisdale, the founder of IC Bellagio, the international diplomat, from England, who has founded a business more than 20 years ago on the shores of Lake Como and welcomed the world to Italy. She's met with everybody from David Cameron to Barack Obama in doing so, and she's on our AT&T line right now with an achievement under her belt that just happened last week. Good morning and welcome back to the program. Good morning, Michael. So great to be back with you. Now, I could ask you if you're calling from Venice or if you recently were in Florence or were you in Rome or where you might have been, the Dolomites, who knows. Where were you about a week ago? Um, we were kind of climbing a small mountain called um, Everest. Uh, we didn't obviously head to the summit, but we had an amazing opportunity to fly into Lukla. And from Lukla, we actually hiked for eight days, or trekked, I think is the correct word, um, to base camp, which is at 5,364 meters. Dear God, you went to Mount Everest base camp on foot? I wish you did. Wow. That's like going to another planet or something for most people. So very few people actually make it there. And, uh, I mean, would you consider yourself a, a mountain climber? Was it difficult? Tell us the story. Uh, I wouldn't consider myself at all a mountain climber, Michael. Uh, this was kind of a fixation that I've always had. It was definitely a bucket list item. Um, and it was a trip that we'd actually planned two and a half years ago. And then, of course, a small thing called COVID put a bit of a delay on the trip. And uh, we then decided to redo, you know, rebook the trip. And we actually uh, enjoyed the trip as our honeymoon, which I guess is quite an unusual honeymoon. Not many people do that. Um, we both love uh, hiking. You know, we live on Lake Como. We have the most beautiful hikes and treks around here. Even though where we live, we're just over 200 meters above sea level. So very, very different um, height um, to where we're what we were used to, um, but it, I have to say it was the trip of a lifetime. Um, I actually saw a phrase I was thinking of you yesterday in our interview today, and um, one lady, she said to me, you first go to Nip Nepal for the mountain, and you return for the people, and I think that is definitely true. Uh, we had the most amazing, amazing, amazing people take care of us. And I have to say that thanks to them, we were able to reach our goal. Was it a grueling climb and was it difficult to be at that elevation? I think um, it, I wouldn't use the word grueling. I would say it definitely wasn't easy. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, um, you know, so going up, coming down, going up, coming down, which actually at the end of the day, while it could, may sound frustrating on paper, um, I think it was actually excellent for an acclimatization point of view. Um, the nature, Michael, the people we met, 
the whole atmosphere was just incredible. Um, it was like stepping inside a different world. We didn't see one person who didn't have a smile on their face. The kindest, most gentle people on the planet. We had the most beautiful weather. Um, it was an absolute dream of a trip. It sure has been a couple of years for you because in that time when you were going to go up to Everest Base Camp and the pandemic hit, you got married and uh, you lived what Virtuoso has taught us to call your wander list instead of your bucket lists. And, uh, it, and I guess there's a metaphor for life there, too, when you talk about the climbing where you have to go up a little, then you have to go down a little, then you have to go back up. That's a good business sort of philosophy, too, isn't it, to embrace if you have to? Absolutely, Michael. I think, you know, I learned so much from that trip. Um, also, you know, we, we had a, a wonderful guide, um, and then it was my husband, Alessandro, and then I was behind uh, Alessandro, and I really learned that if I looked at the top of where we were going, there was no way that I could probably psychologically deal with it. But I literally was just watching every step Alessandra took and putting my feet in the same places. And, you know, one step at a time, we made it. And you had a milestone birthday. I won't point out which one because it wouldn't be cricket. But that was part of the <laughs> impetus for climbing to Everest Base Camp. And I guess that was my next question to you is exactly what you just referred to. First off, when you laid eyes, when you finally saw Base Camp, what did that feel like, and what do you see at this time of year there? Um, so base camp was on, our, obviously, our final day of uh, trekking, and I actually was quite surprised, I have to admit. Um, it was the biggest day that we had trekking. It was a total of nine hours trekking, so we had quite an early morning start. Um, and I was actually expecting it to be much further away, uh, from what I'd understood at the beginning of our day when we had our briefing um, than when it was actually was. And then at one point, um, our head guide, he said to me, you can see base camp from me. Can you see base camp? And I said no, and I was kind of looking straight into the distance. And instead, base camp was over to the right. Um, and at that point, you know, we could see that huge rock, uh, which I think has become very, very famous and a lot of people around it. Um, and so it was just a really great atmosphere there. I mean, it was definitely a very difficult trek. You can imagine at that point we were trekking at over 5,000 meters above sea level. Um, so oxygen was minimal, and uh, we had to walk very, very slowly. Um, you know, there was no laughing. There was no chatting away or singing while we were walking. You had to preserve every single piece of energy. Um, and uh, it was just a really wonderful atmosphere at base camp. But I can tell you the one thing I did say to the guys was, if you guys want to crawl on top of that rock, you do it. There's no way I'm craw crawling over one more rock. I'm standing right here on the ground and taking my photo there. So they very gallantly st um, stood on the ground with me. They didn't need to climb on the rock either. Could you see the summit of Everest from base camp? Um, we couldn't see it too well from base camp. We could see it slightly before, but we could see mm. it so often during that during the trip up there. And it was just, I mean, it was absolutely majestic. We were so lucky with the weather. We had beautiful blue skies the whole time. Um, and, you know, the mountains were just absolutely splendid. And the nature there is incredible. You had all of the animals. Um, and, of course, they used to help transport goods up and down the mountain. Um, you know, there's just a really amazing atmosphere. 
you live the La Dolce Vita lifestyle. Uh, I don't know what the meals were like up there on that mountain, but I imagine uh, it wasn't what you're going to get at Bilicus there in Lake Como or any of your other beautiful restaurants throughout Italy. So if you want to go to Everest Base Camp and you want to give it a try, go to icbellagio.com and you can connect with Andrea Grisdale. She'll teach you how to do that. And also make sure that if you come to Italy, well, sure, you can mountain climb there, but you can also just have a wonderful time. icbellagio.com. Congratulations. Salute. Complimenti. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden is holding critical talks with China's president today. His first face-to-face meetings with Xi Jinping since taking office. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says Biden came to the G20 summit in Indonesia with a wide range of issues to discuss with Xi. Issues that we believe we can cooperate with China on and issues where obviously there's tension. Taiwan, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, and there's a, and, and of course trade and fair economic practices as well as freedom of navigation. All these are issues that President Biden wants University of Virginia says a shooting on campus last night left three people dead and two others injured. The campus has been on lockdown since just after 10.30 as police search for the suspect, identified as Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., a former UVA football player. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is dominating the domestic box office. A sequel to the 2018 Black Panther film raked in $180 million in its debut weekend. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Such a feeling's coming over me There is wonder in most everything I see Not a cloud in the sky Got the 
Welcome to the program. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. What's on your wander list? What's on your bucket list? What do you want to achieve and enjoy in your lifetime? Are you going up, up, up? Top of the world, looking down on creation and the Well, a dear friend of this program and so many people across the United States and around the world went to the top of the world and looked down at all creation. Her name is Katrine Medawar. Medawar Jewelers is on our AT&T line right this very moment, our radio stage, if you will. Welcome back uh, to, well, sea level might be a best way to put it. How are you? Good morning, Michael. I'm back, and I'm happy to be back, but it was an awesome, awesome trip. Would you tell everybody... Well, you know, we think about you as glamorous. Maybe you've been to Paris. Maybe you've been to Beverly Hills. Maybe you've been to Miami. Where you were most recently, that might surprise a lot of people. Yes, two weeks ago, with God's help, I summited the roof of Africa. I climbed Kilimanjaro. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) What possessed you to do that? You know, I've always had this as um, as a goal, and for the last uh, five years, I've been training so that my legs are strong enough, and uh, I've wanted to do this, so I did, and it actually happened. I still pinch myself because I don't know how that happened, but it did. To where do you fly, and what is it like to climb to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro? So... Um, We flew, actually, from Detroit to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Tanzania, and uh, we began the trek on the 17th of October. And thankfully, I had uh, made all of the plans to make sure that the weather would be suitable for a good climb. And um, yes, the weather was perfect. We didn't have a single day of rain. It was cold, but it wasn't rain, and um, that was really good and helpful for the climb. How many days did it take to get to the summit? Uh, Nine days, uh, about eight days, and then two days to get down. So Much faster coming down, it sounds like, then. And what was it like? What was the altitude like? How high were you? It's 19,300 to get to the top. And, um, you know, the day of summit is what everyone looks for, looks forward to. And, of course, it's kind of a nervous day. But I really wanted to make sure that I enjoy the process. So every day I'd wake up in the morning and say, God, please help me enjoy this day, not just do the work, you know, of trekking and getting up to the altitude that's required. But I also wanted to enjoy it, and I did. I I presume you were guided. People went with you to show you the way and sort of take care of some of the details. It's probably not very glamorous at some spots. It's it's rough in it, isn't it? It's roughing it, although uh, the way that um, I was able to go, thankfully, it was eight of us that started the trek. We ended up with only seven that made it, but there were 59 guides and the support people that actually took us up. Wow. Wow, that's an army of people. And so what, what, is, uh, 
Well, what's the biggest concession that you have to make up there uh, without getting too graphic? Well, you have to really think um, that you, you have to be super humble. You have to accept that we're all equal, that everything is going to be okay. You don't have inhibitions. You have to go to the bathroom. Um, you know, turn your head and go to the side of the play, the road and go. You, there's just nothing that makes um, that's important anymore. It's just simple. Life is simple and basic. And it's not glamorous, but it's so beautiful. How did it feel? Describe what it was like to get in view of the summit and approach it and get there. Um, before we got to the summit, um, I enjoyed looking um, at the clouds beneath me so many times because we're at such high altitude, like starting with 15,000. All the clouds are beneath. And so it's very surreal. You look around you and you think, I am on top of the world. <laughs> What's going on? I just mm. felt like God lives in Africa. I really did. <laughs> and you stood there, and did you, did you pray? Did you cry? What was your emotion? Oh, the, the second we summited, I literally just broke down. I had held my emotions for the last nine days. I couldn't anymore. I just started crying, not just from the how awesome things were, but, but the my legs were just so tired. <laughs> uh, what was the first thing you spoiled yourself with when you got back to uh, what we would consider civilization? Um, I don't know that I spoiled. The first phone call was for my father because he had been praying for me and he was so, you know, anxious. And his first thing is, there aren't any mountains in America that you can climb. You have to go to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is his daughter who's put on scuba gear and gone below the sea and now climbed to the roof of Africa. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting because, again, I'm not going to say your age, but you did this at a time when maybe uh, people might not consider something very physically strenuous like that but uh, the emotion of it and your niece was with you yes abby uh, my niece who's incredibly amazing on all levels she's a private pilot she's a pianist you name it this girl can do it i thought that she would enjoy the experience and sure enough she was the best partner ever i'm so mm -hmm. glad she was with me congratulations katrine medawar went to the top of mount kilimanjaro and saw the face of God. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Starting route to top 10 state status. Proceed to the plan. The road to top 10 plan from business leaders from Michigan charts a course for Michigan's growth with key landmarks along the way. Turn right to compete for good jobs. Like bringing quality jobs to Michigan, investing in education and job training, rebuilding our infrastructure, and more. And if we follow the plan... You have reached your destination. Top 10 state status. Read the full plan at michigansroadtotop10.com. 
Get more for your money this Thanksgiving at Meyer. Set the table with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound, limit two. Then save with everyday low prices on sides like Meyer frozen steamable sweet corn and Meyer cream of mushroom soup, a five-pound bag of russet potatoes for 99 cents, and Pillsbury crescents and pie crust. Buy three, get two free. Plus, get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. And what could be the most action-packed game of the season thus far, the Vikings survive in a back-and-forth contest against the Bills to come away with another comeback victory after sealing the deal in overtime after picking off Josh Allen in the end zone. The Jeff Saturday era in Indy starts off with the win as the Colts manage to fight back for a comeback victory with Matt Ryan leading the way after making his return as the team's starting quarterback to hand the Raiders another loss. Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau did not go well after he chose to go for it on fourth down only for the Cowboys to turn the ball over on downs in overtime. Afterwards, Aaron Rodgers led his team down the field for a chip shot field goal to snap their five-game slide. Joel M.B. dropped in a career-high 59 Blocked seven shots to help the Sixers take down the Jazz. Darius Garland, dominant night, 51 points, but the Timberwolves survived the storm as they came away with the win out in Cleveland. That's sports. Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Good morning, it's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at MIBigShow.com. The Spreaker app, too, you can connect there and then join the program in progress, listen to it all day long, connect through the podcasts, it's all right there. Facebook and Twitter, too, and the great radio station you're listening to right now where Tony Cuthbert's going to update you on everything from basketball to football to tiddlywinks. Yeah, we can do that anytime you want, MPS. And we know about the Lions victorious yesterday over the Bears in Chicago. They are 3-6, and six and they will visit the Giants this Sunday. And believe it or not, this is going to be the kiss of death right here. The Lions are in the playoff picture at this point in time, a game and a half back from the wild card spots. Okay. So if you want to have that picture become any clearer, you need to go on the road and beat the Giants this weekend, which is doable. There's no question about it. Buffalo is not going to be asleep forever. I'm just warning you. They are not. And sometimes I like to make fun of the Lions and say the best cure for any team is to come into Detroit and take on the Lions. But the Bills, they looked a little bit flimsy yesterday and probably what could go down as the best game of the year. The Vikings were victorious 33-30 to in overtime over the Bills in Buffalo. And it was a heck of a game. The Bills quarterback, Josh Allen, he is injured some semblance of an arm injury. I don't know exactly what's going on there. It's kind of similar to what you would see with a Major League Baseball pitcher. So is he going to be 100% when he's in Detroit on Thanksgiving Day? A game that seemed 100% out of reach for the Lions to even come close. Eh, the Bills are mortal. We can get to them, I think. Go uh, the, ahead. Yeah, good luck with that, I know. Walk uh, into the propeller. Tom Brady loved his appearance yesterday in Munich, the first game ever the NFL has held in Germany. 
And I think the Buccaneers are on the fast track to be in contention 21 to 16 over the Seahawks, who have been really good Sunday night football last night. It was the 49ers over the Chargers 22 16. Oh, and one other note the Rams lost once again yesterday 27 17 to the Cardinals. Remember, the Lions have their first round pick, so continue to lose uh, Rams, and we're good with that one. Monday night football tonight the Washington Commanders at the Philadelphia Eagles. The University of Michigan football team remains undefeated 34-3 over Nebraska on Saturday. Senior day for the University of Michigan comes this Saturday when Illinois is in town. Michigan State winners over Rutgers. Michigan State hosts Indiana their senior day this Saturday. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. And Aaron Judge came out to the Giants. Oh, snap. It's Michael Patrick Shields all day long at MIBigShow.com. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden is holding critical talks with China's president today. His first face-to-face meetings with Xi Jinping since taking office. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says Biden came to the G20 summit in Indonesia with a wide range of issues to discuss with Xi. Issues that we believe we can cooperate with China on and issues where obviously there's tension. Taiwan, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, and, there's a, and, and of course trade and fair economic practices as well as freedom of navigation. All these are issues that President Biden wants to raise. University of Virginia says a shooting on campus last night left three people dead and two others injured. The campus has been on lockdown since just after 10.30 as police search for the suspect, identified as Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., a former UVA football player. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is dominating the domestic box office, a sequel to the 2018 Black Panther film raked in $180 million in its debut weekend. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The nation's weather map is taking on a decidedly more wintry look and feel for today and through much of this week. A strong storm is diving across the southwest today, and that storm will spread some accumulating snow into the Texas panhandle, parts of west-central Oklahoma as well, and into New Mexico. The snow will arrive later today in the Plains states with widespread winter weather advisories in place. Three to six inches or more of snow possible today especially in Oklahoma. As today rolls on, a low will develop along the Texas Gulf Coast and bring moderate to even some heavy rainfall to the Gulf Coast of Texas and across into Louisiana, then into Mississippi and Alabama. Rain and wet snow can be expected into the Mississippi Valley tonight and into tomorrow. Colder than normal for air for much of the nation through the work week. Today's temperatures as far south as the Gulf Coast could be in the 30s and 40s. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden is expected to give Chinese President Xi Jinping a warning about North Korea later today. Biden will meet with Xi face-to-face for the first time as president on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Indonesia. The White House says Biden will warn Xi that North Korea's continued weapons development will lead to an enhanced U.S. military presence in the region. The University of Virginia is currently on lockdown following reports of a shooting on the school's campus. 
University police identified the suspect as former UVA football player Christopher Darnell Jones and consider him to be armed and dangerous. Officials haven't given any details about possible injuries or fatalities. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is reporting hundreds of Russian war crimes in Kherson. On Sunday, Zelensky said 400 have already been documented, just days after Moscow's troops withdrew from the region. He added bodies of civilians and military personnel are being found. An investigation is underway after a deadly mid-air collision during an air show in Dallas. A representative from the NTSB's Transportation Disaster Assistance Division is here in Dallas. He is contacting family members of those who were lost to provide support as well as updates to the investigation as they become available. Officials with the National Transportation Safety Board say six people died when a small World War II-era fighter plane crashed into a Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress on Saturday. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Coming up in the business week ahead, the Federal Reserve reports on consumer expectations of inflation. Also, we'll get more indicators of current inflation from the October producer price index and the import price index. Also, October retail sales figures, which are not adjusted for inflation. We'll learn how much higher or not household debt grew in the third quarter, plus business inventories, leading economic indicators, and another look at the housing industry with the first home builder confidence index for November and October housing starts and building permits, plus sales of existing homes in October. And more than 1,100 public companies will be reporting third quarter earnings this week, including Walmart, Target, Ross, both Home Depot and Lowe's, and Cisco Systems. The busiest travel days of the year are almost here, and prices are going up. John Maroney reports. One group says a domestic round-trip ticket purchased for Thanksgiving right now will cost $400. The cheapest departure date, the Tuesday before Turkey Day. The cost of a ticket at Christmas is about the same, but you could save money if you leave December 21st. Ticket prices are expected to rise as we get closer to both holidays. We do have a feeling that travel is going to be strong. It's one of those things that even when economic times are tough, people still really are determined to visit their family. Mark Shieldrop is with AAA Northeast. The sooner you can book things and get to the airport and get yourself registered with your airline so you get flight updates, the better, because you don't want to be waiting in a big line when you're at the airport if something goes wrong. John Maroney reporting for NBC News. Another report, this one from Wells Fargo Bank, finds the cost of food away from home has increased about half the rate of food at the supermarket. That means you could spend about the same on a dish at a restaurant as you would preparing it at home without expending all the time and energy. Turkey prices alone are forecast to be 23% higher than last year due to inflation and the impact of a bird flu outbreak. Eggs, butter, and flour prices are also significantly higher this year. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. And what could be the most action-packed game of the season thus far, the Vikings survive in a back-and-forth contest against the Bills to come away with another comeback victory after sealing the deal in overtime after picking off Josh Allen in the end zone. The Jeff Saturday era in Indy starts off with the win as the Colts managed to fight back for a comeback victory with Matt Ryan leading the way after making his return as the team's starting quarterback to hand the Raiders another loss. Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau did not go well after he chose to go for it on fourth down only for the Cowboys to turn the ball over on downs in overtime 
Afterwards, Aaron Rodgers led his team down the field for a chip shot field goal to snap their five-game slide. Joel Embiid dropped in a career-high 59, blocked seven shots to help the Sixers take down the Jazz. Darius Garland, dominant night, 51 points, but the Timberwolves survived the storm as they came away with the win out in Cleveland. That's sports. Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. The nation's weather map is taking on a decidedly more wintry look and feel for today and through much of this week. A strong storm is diving across the southwest today, and that storm will spread some accumulating snow into the Texas panhandle, parts of west-central Oklahoma as well, and into New Mexico. The snow will arrive later today in the Plains states with widespread winter weather advisories in place, three to six inches or more of snow possible today especially in Oklahoma. As today rolls on, a low will develop along the Texas Gulf Coast and bring moderate to even some heavy rainfall to the Gulf Coast of Texas and across into Louisiana, then into Mississippi and Alabama. Rain and wet snow can be expected into the Mississippi Valley tonight and into tomorrow. Colder than normal air for much of the nation through the work week. Today's temperatures as far south as the Gulf Coast could be in the 30s and 40s. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Time to make the donuts. Try not. Do. Or do not. There is no try. I love you too. If I didn't, I wouldn't be standing here because it's freezing out here. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Welcome to winter. It's not technically winter yet, but it sure looked and felt like it in Michigan. And is it the winter of the GOP? You're listening to Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com. From the end of the road at the top of the world. With a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense, where does the Republican Party go next? Saul Lanuzis is on our AT&T line right now, the former chair of the Michigan Republican Party. Read him at saulsnews.com. And uh, he lives in Washington, D.C. now, too. Spent a lot of time in Michigan. Welcome to the radio stage, Saul. Thank you for being here. Uh, Great to be with you, Michael Patrick. What happened? (laughs) <laughs> a lot happened, I think. Um, well, look, this was uh, a red wave that didn't come about. Um, I think there's going to have to be a lot of retrospect and, and analysis of what went right, what went wrong on our side and on the Democratic side. But I think, you know, there was um, uh, our voters just didn't get out the way we thought they would. Uh, I think the opposition was very well motivated, uh, whether it was the abortion issue um, or the anti-Trump vote. Um, there were a number of factors that I think played into this, but you know the bottom line is this has been a horrible election across the country, and um, you know many opt- many Republicans are just shocked at where we're at right now. Does Ronna McDaniel get some of the blame as the national GOP chair? 
Well, I think that's an oversimplification. I mean, it's easy to blame, you know, the chairs and stuff like that. I mean, look, the problem for them is they're at the top of the kind of the, the heap there. So, you know, chairs of parties get blamed for, you know, races regardless of how much was their fault or not. And that's that's kind of the that's the price of leadership. So she will get some of the blame. But, I mean, I think if you look at it beyond that, there's just so many factors that went wrong that we're just going to have to spend quite a bit of time figuring this out and doing it differently next time around. What about at the Michigan level now, too? We've had uh, Mishon Maddock and Ron Weiser, and I'm told they co-chairs are not going to exist next time around. And there's a bunch of people uh, making noise about running for party chair, including Tudor Dixon and even uh, the Detroit police chief, James Craig, and believe it or not, Matt DiPerno. What do you make of all that? Yeah, and I've I've also heard of uh, former Ambassador Pete Hoekstra, former Congressman Mike Rogers. Look, I think people are looking for change. Um, I think they want to, uh, you know, there's got to be a fresh face on the party as well as a fresh approach to what we do. So, um, you know, a lot of what we do is blocking and tackling. It's the fundamentals. And, and uh, one of the problems this time around is just, there just wasn't money. I mean, the the donors, um, especially those who are concerned about Trump and the Trump effect, walked away. Um, and if it wasn't for Ron Weiser cutting a $5 million check, I think the party would have went under. So, you know, we're in, we're in a tough spot. we got to rebuild. So I think you're going to need a fresh face. And, and um, you, you've got, you know, two factors coming into this play, in both, the, both at the state and the federal level. One is the past election, success and failure, and who takes responsibility. And number two is the Trump effect. I mean, if, if Donald Trump plans on running for president and announces here in the next couple of weeks, uh, it changes the dynamic significantly because you've got three kinds of people in our party. You've got pro-Trump, anti-Trump, and those who just want to move on. And I think that that's the problem they're going to run into, and people don't want – I think there's going to be issues with people who are openly for Trump because they want a fair process if there's actually be, going to be a competitive nominating process. Mike Rogers and Pete Hoogstra are interested in being Michigan's party oh, I didn't say Oh, I didn't say they're interested. I just said people are mentioning their names. Um, Mike I Bishop was another are. one. Those guys yeah, are reasonable yeah. people and adults. Well, and and I look, I and and someone's got to be able to reach out to the donors and start having that conversation again. And, what about you? Are you interested? No, you know I'm too old, and you know uh, my my time has come and gone. So um, I'm a sixty plus guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, I I think I think there's I think fresh blood is good blood, and and I think it'd be healthy for the party. And so I'd like to see somebody new go in there and and shake things up and try a little different approach, because clearly the approach we had this time around didn't work. I know uh, when you go to Michigan State basketball games, when they announce the other team, the uh, kids down there in the zone will all hold up a newspaper and cover their face like they're not watching. Do you wish that... <laughs> Do you wish that would happen next week at Mar-a-Lago, or this week, I guess it is, when Trump announces? Could could the reasonable GOP people just look the other way? Well, look, I, I think it'll be very interesting what he announces. My guess is he announces his intention to announce rather than actually announces, but um, and leaves himself some room so he can see how people react. But I, I've been... You know, it's, it's last time I think you and I talked, and this was brought up. I, I said it was very hard for me to imagine that how he could not win a nomination if he wanted it. Today, I don't think that's true. I think that um, there's a lot of people that are not necessarily anti-Trumpers; they just want to move on. And we've got a bench of some 20 great candidates, including the likes of Governor DeSantis and Governor Youngkin and Governor Reynolds, and you know, you've got other people out there who have been running, and Mike Pompeo and Nikki Haley, et cetera. So. It's not like there's a shortage of talent. We just have to figure out what is the best formula to move forward and take this country forward. 
there, there are some Republicans, if they want to call themselves that, who need an intervention, really, don't they? I mean, why, uh, why the fascination with Donald Trump? Well, look, I mean, I, he was a personality unlike any other we've ever had in the political process, and I don't think you'll ever have another one like him, to be honest with you. I mean, it was just a unique situation. Um, and people that loved him, hated him, or were somewhere in between, you know, it's like, but the passion that he drew, I mean, if you look at the exit polling in the last, from this last election, at least in Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Pennsylvania, they were talking about 20 to 25 percent of people came out and voted, and the number one reason they were voting was against Trump. Um, you know, if you've got 25 percent of the electorate that's got a problem with a candidate who's not even on the ballot and may or may not be on the ballot in the future, that's 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 an issue we're going to have to handle. Uh, he would, I mean, what would you advise him if he came to you and said, Saul, I'm going to, I don't know what to do here. I, you know, I don't want, you know, he doesn't want to be irrelevant cause that's bad for his business, but would he be smart to go ahead and give a full on embrace to Ron DeSantis and back him and, and well, ease I, himself out that way? Yeah. I don't think it matters who he backs. I, I would argue he'd be better off just moving on. I mean, he's got a record to run on. He's got a record that he'll build history on. Um, you know, there's a lot of positives out there as well as negatives. I mean, if he runs this time around, it will be the dirtiest, negative, most negative campaign you've ever seen. Everything will come out. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of cases that are out there that are pending against him. All of those will be used against him. Um, just his personality and style will force him into a very uh, confrontational type of campaign. And um, I think it would be tough. And right now, he can leave saying, I won one, and one was stolen from me, at least from his perspective. And um, he's never really, quote unquote, lost a race. Where if he does, if he runs this time around, he'll have a chance of losing a race. And I'm not sure that's that's the legacy he wants to leave behind. Gee, he might even lose primaries, and you, you can't contest all the primary results across the state. <laughs> well, you can't, and you have to take a look at under under our current rules. Only about ten to eleven states so far have primaries or, caucus, or caucuses and conventions. All the others are primaries. Many of them open primaries, mm, and that could spell trouble. Boy, it's fun, it's fun to talk to Saul Anuzis, former chair of the Michigan Republican Party, and get his perspective. And by the way, you're never too old. Rock and roll never forgets, Saul. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at DeanJobs.com and start your paid training. Head to DeanJobs.com. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at AveloAir.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. 
Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new carrier high efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred carrier factory authorized dealer, installing and servicing carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. With carrier cool cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. Fans of the Cape Crusader are remembering Kevin Conroy, the actor who provided the voice of Batman, died in New York last week after a battle with cancer at the age of 66. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman! The Westbury, New York native studied acting at Juilliard alongside Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams. He'd go on to voice Batman between 1992 and 1996, spanning nearly 400 TV episodes as well as 15 films and two dozen video games. Mark Hamill, who voiced the Joker opposite Conroy's Dark Knight, said in his statement, he was one of my favorite people on the planet and I loved him like a brother. He truly cared for the people around him. His decency shone through everything he did. Also a founding member of the Clash, guitarist Keith Levine is dead at the age of 65 after he battled liver cancer. He formed the British punk band in the 1970s along with Mick Jones, later joining Public Image Limited, the post-punk band established by Johnny Rotten after he left the Sex Pistols. And Dolly Parton is the winner of a $100 million Bezos Courage and Civility Award handed out by the Amazon founder. It goes to leaders who aim high, find solutions, and who always do it with civility. The music legend and philanthropist said she'll do her best to do good things with the money during the pandemic parton donated a million dollars to vaccine research efforts plus since the 1980s she's been behind a charity to get books into the hands of children around the world that's entertainment steve greenfield nbc news radio So Andrew Abood, who is a trustee at Lansing Community College, went to the Michigan State basketball game, big supporter of the Spartans too, of course, and he went to San Diego to the aircraft carrier, the USS Abraham Lincoln, to see the Spartans play basketball on Veterans Day on Friday. He's on our AT&T line, our radio stage right now with me, Michael Patrick Shields, to tell us the story. Welcome back to the program, sir. Thanks for having me, Michael. Good morning. It's a unique environment for sure to go out there to Coronado Island in America's finest city and see a basketball game on a carrier. What, what was it all like? Tell us the story of your trip. Uh, well, I mean, it was a beautiful evening, afternoon for a basketball game outdoor. The setting was amazing. Of course, the view of the skyline and the Pacific Ocean was beautiful and, and, uh, you know, you're on an aircraft carrier and there's a basketball game. It's a unique, unique experience and one that I think everybody enjoyed. It, this is a dumb question. I mean, I, I was at the previous Carrier Classic, and we had a little bit of weather come in at the very end. But did you feel the carrier move at all? When you're playing basketball, does it affect the play at all? Is it wobbly it in the least? Didn't, didn't seem like it. Didn't seem like it was moving. I think the the being outdoor and there was a probably a slight breeze um so as a fan there was a slight breeze and it might have been 
more than a slight breeze for the players. And I think if you look at the shooting percentage from the three-point line, it looked like everybody was impacted by it. Were there uh, a lot of Sparties uh, in the, the fans? Were a lot of people to travel out there to see the game? There was a lot of people. I mean, you know, you almost knew everybody in the in the Spartan <laughs> side of, you know, the, the stands where the Spartans were. And then throughout the entire um, place, it was there was a significant amount of Spartans. I felt like we dominated as far as the cheering went. Good to hear. It didn't dominate the game, though. Well, we we nobody would, that was dominant, but we ended up losing. We, we dominated the first half for certain, and we certainly had a bigger lead of any team of the two teams. But we ended up losing, and they shut us down pretty good. Their defense really became effective in the second half. It wasn't a big crowd because there aren't a lot of seats on the deck of an aircraft carrier like that. And so was there a lot of social gathering before or after the game? Were you around Coach Izzo? Anything you can tell us about that? Well, I mean, most of the people stayed in the same hotel, and then we all got on. I think there were six or seven buses, maybe ten buses total, Mm -hmm. that went from the hotel in downtown San Diego to the the, barracks and then we got there probably in about one o'clock, maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, they didn't let us on. I think we were in the stands at two, so we were sort of um, standing around. And they had some food trucks. They probably had seven or eight food trucks to feed us once we got on the barracks, and then uh, and then we got on about two o'clock. So it was about an hour and a half. Of walking around the aircraft carrier before the game. Was that interesting to see? Could you imagine life on a carrier? I mean, we we, we were only on the top level, but it was it was amazing how big it was and, you know, how tall you are from the dock, so to speak. And, uh, and the view, of course, of San Diego was incredible. So you were in San Diego, and I was just a couple hours up the road in uh, in Beverly Hills here, and I wanted to tell you that I've been getting a little acting work on a show called Supreme Justice with Judge Karen, if you can believe that. It's on in the afternoons across the country. And I didn't realize this, but the litigants on those shows are not real people. They're actors, and they're improving the whole thing with a premise they've been given backstage. And so this week I'm going to be taping one where I'm either the plaintiff or the defendant in this in this show, and I couldn't help but think of you. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of comical, uh, but you have to sort of make it all up as you go once the producers give you the premise. Any advice for me for arguing in front of Judge Karen, who is a real judge from Florida, on the Supreme Justice show? And have you ever watched any of these shows, and are they the least bit realistic? Well, I haven't. I haven't watched those kinds of shows other than uh, well, I used to watch Judge Wapner, of course, and then <laughs> yeah. I, I think um, I think Tom Izzo was on one of those shows, not as a, a litigant, but as in the crowd, uh, <laughs> the, the the judge show from Chicago, and I think uh, oh Mathis, Mathis, and I think some somehow one of his sons or daughters worked for in the basketball office and that was Izzo's connection oh, I but see. Uh, what I always tell my 
associates when they're arguing is um, you're much more effective if you can point. So point at the maybe point at the other side to emphasize whatever argument you have to make or whatever you're trying to convince the judge. Hmm. Point. Okay. Well, I did think it was funny because they've had me watch some of them in the gallery. And those are actors, too, by the way, as you mentioned, or people who are placed there on purpose. And there's certain rules you have to follow and different things you have to wear and whatnot. But the judge told someone, I'm not going to argue with you because if you and I get in an argument, do you know who wins? Right. That's, that's true across in real life, too, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, some judges have a shorter fuse than others, but. Uh, you definitely don't want to make the judge upset. <laughs> I got a kick out of her, too, because the person would answer with a mm-hmm or a yeah, and she'd always say, is that yes? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'll let you know how it goes. I'll try to uh, use some of the abood tactics I've seen, uh, which are uh, quite impressive because I've been lucky enough to be on mock juries and see him in action. So I'll use my abood philosophy in front of... Supreme Justice with Judge Karen, and I'll point. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Welcome back, Andrew, from San Diego and Michigan State Starting's Truck On. Elon Musk says Twitter's paid subscription service, Twitter Blue, will probably be back this week. Twitter Blue allowed users to have their accounts verified with blue check marks for $8 a month. Netflix is getting ready to go live. The streaming giant confirmed on Thursday that Chris Rock will debut a comedy special live early next year. The company said Rock is the first artist to have the distinction of live streaming on Netflix. NASA's Artemis 1 moon rocket may finally get off the ground. After scrubbing two previous launches due to Hurricanes Ian and Nicole, the next launch attempt is scheduled for early Wednesday morning from Kennedy Space Center. A highly secretive Space Force plane is back on the ground after completing its longest mission yet. The Boeing X-37B touched down early Saturday morning after 908 days in orbit. I'm Troy Thomas. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State. 1.8 million people, as I understand it, voted absentee, and you're quoted as saying that you're really excited about that. Why? This was our highest turnout midterm election in the state's history. 4.5 million people voted. That's an extraordinary win for democracy. And on top of that, to have 1.8 million vote absentee really underscores that voters have embraced this option. A little bit earlier, I mentioned that David Hall had some options for you based on the equity in your home, and they have over 5,000 five-star reviews there. And so you can get people ready to buy a house. You can take advantage of the equity that they have in their home with a line of credit or a cash-out refinance and so forth. You can even get a interest rate. Uh, you know, it's about 7 right now, but then refinance for a lower one later. So we... Uh, deal with David Hall. We speak with him all the time for advice and I asked him about the idea of taking bad debt and turning it into good debt, which was his theory there at Hall Financial. 866-CALL-HALL, callhallfirst.com. David Hall, what does it mean to turn bad debt into good debt? 50% of Americans, at least from time to time, carry a balance on their credit card. We know that 20% of Americans have $10,000 or more 
on their credit cards that they carry balances on from month to month. And I think that, you know, my whole career I've tried to get the word out, and I think, you know, some people know this, some don't. Credit cards are not intended to carry a balance from month to month. They're intended for convenience. And when I've talked with folks about this over time, it's just an easy trap to get into, you know, because if you're trying to make ends meet with inflation, obviously making the minimum payment can be enticing. Well, there's a better way. And utilizing your home equity, if you need to, because you're carrying balances and you're not making headway on your credit cards, is an extremely, uh, not only a common thing, you're not alone in that, but it's also a smart way to go about it. And then once you do that, my advice is you have to then pay off your credit cards every month and have a discipline about what you're charging. I think that that's a really important message that we need to get out more and more. 866-CALL-HALL, callhallfirst.com. The song you're listening to right now is called Away, written and produced by my son Harrison Shields in Hollywood, California. You can get that at Spotify. It's Michael Patrick Shields. You can get us at Spreaker, where our app, Michigan's Big Show, is waiting for you, and at mibigshow.com. Welcome to Monday across the state of Michigan. How'd you like seeing that snow? What a wintry wonderland. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden is expected to give Chinese President Xi Jinping a warning about North Korea later today. Biden will meet with Xi face-to-face for the first time as president on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Indonesia. The White House says Biden will warn Xi that North Korea's continued weapons development will lead to an enhanced U.S. military presence in the region. The University of Virginia is currently on lockdown following reports of a shooting on the school's campus. University police identified the suspect as former UVA football player Christopher Darnell Jones and consider him to be armed and dangerous. Officials haven't given any details about possible injuries or fatalities. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is reporting hundreds of Russian war crimes in Kherson. On Sunday, Zelensky said 400 have already been documented, just days after Moscow's troops withdrew from the region. He added bodies of civilians and military personnel are being found. An investigation is underway after a deadly mid-air collision during an air show in Dallas. A representative from the NTSB's Transportation Disaster Assistance Division is here in Dallas. He is contacting family members of those who were lost to provide support, as well as updates to the investigation as they become available. Officials with the National Transportation Safety Board say six people died when a small World War II-era fighter plane crashed into a Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress on Saturday. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Federal investigators are moving against a massive sanitation company that's accused of employing children as young as 13 on dangerous overnight shifts at food processing plants. The Department of Labor requested a temporary injunction Wednesday against Wisconsin-based Packers Sanitation Services 
after investigators found at least 31 children employed to clean industrial equipment. Two child workers suffered caustic chemical burns and other injuries while working on the floor where cattle are butchered at a plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. I'm Mark Mayfield. About 3 million middle school and high school students across the U.S. are smoking. A new report from the CDC and the FDA found these young people reported using a tobacco product within 30 days of being surveyed. The survey also found that youth are using e-cigarettes and flavored cigars more than traditional cigarettes. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. We're going to talk to a friend of ours, Jimmy Green, in just a minute, but Oakland University police in Rochester warned everyone on campus early Monday to stay indoors and commuters who might be headed that way not to come. Uh, Authorities are searching for two suspects who are likely armed, and they were last seen there on East Campus. The incident began in Genesee County. Police pursued four stolen vehicles, according to the OU police, and two suspects ran from a car that crashed while heading south on I-75. So the multiple law enforcement agencies have responded. They're looking for the two men who are possibly armed. Right there at Adams Road and Walton Boulevard is right where Oakland University is. So they've sent out uh, alerts, and they've asked people to take uh, shelter until they can figure out what's going on. So that's what's being reported in the Detroit Free Press this morning about Oakland University. And, of course, we frequently speak to uh, members of Oakland University staff, and and so that's why it's important to us to let you know that if you're headed that direction or just in general. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you. I mentioned a friend of ours, and his name is Jimmy Green. He's on our AT&T line. He's the CEO and president of the Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan for now, we come to learn this weekend. Welcome back to the radio stage, sir. Well, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to be on your show. You've decided to uh, evolve into a different position. You're departing ABC Michigan? Well, I actually announced it in July. I, I announced it to my board of directors. You know, I knew this election cycle would be uh, taxing. And, you know, I, I, I especially as, as immersed as I got with the Tudor Dixon campaign, I, I felt like this is going to be the highest high or the lowest low. And, you know, it turned out to be the lowest low. But, you know, I, I think I've been I've been at ABC for 16 years. And, you know, sometimes I think leadership also reminds us when it's time to allow new leadership to come in. And so I'm, I'm uh, leaving ABC, but I'm not done. Michael Patrick Shields is not done with Jimmy Green yet. Soon to be. <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> what is next then for you? You know, I, I got to tell you, you know, and, you know, I've always been very frank with you. You know, I, I walk into a room of Republicans or, or uh, merit shop supporters, and, you know, I see – all I see is a sea of white faces. And, you know, I, that nev- that's never bothered me, of course. But of late, I've been really, really disappointed in the lack of entrepreneurialism and free enterprise embraced by minority communities in particular. 
And I have a lot of resources, a lot of access, a lot of political connections, and I'd like to change that. And so uh, whatever I do will be moving in that direction, you know, helping minority contractors, helping minority businesses really embrace this free enterprise system that we have, and one that I absolutely love and been fighting for for 16 years at ABC. I'd like to change, uh, you know, when people talk about diversity, it's like, okay, but yeah, you can put color in a room. But do they have a same thought process? Do they have? Do they enjoy the same fruits of our labor? Uh, so that's colorless. And if it happens to shape more color in a room, that's fine. Uh, but I certainly like to embrace that and have more people embrace that that look like me. Uh, Tudor Dixon is talking about running for GOP party chair. Did she run that by you? Yes, I, I've encouraged her to do so. I, I think she would be fantastic at it. She's got a voice, a face. She's learned. Oh, my God, has she learned along the way. And what's the point of learning if you're not going to use the education, right? Um, so I, I think she'd just be invaluable. Um, she, look at the many votes she got. <laughs> you know, bringing the party together is going to take somebody like her. Um, I mean, they're going to autopsy this election, the Republican Party, better and see that this is really the best opportunity they have to fix some things. And I think Tudor Dixon is a great, great uh, resolution to that. Hmm. I mean, that is a thankless job, though, isn't it, really, for a mother of four? And it's basically, more than anything, a fundraising job, isn't it? Yeah, but what do you believe in? You know, I, I, hmm. I think, you know, all of us make sacrifices. You travel around the globe, you know, but you do your show. You love what you do. I love what I do. Hmm. You know, we find a way to do what we love to do. And I think as a mother of four, uh, she, you know, she ran a campaign for 18 months. She's got a pace, a balance. She's got support around her. She can't do it by herself. But my point being that Tudor Dixon could bring people uh, to help her, support her, and get the party back on its right footing. She can do it. Well, Betsy DeVos did it as a mother. and uh, Absolutely. No, what, what it does crack me up a little bit is uh, James Craig has been talking about running for party chair, too. Who? And, uh, who? Yeah, Who's that's that? what I mean, who? right? I mean, <laughs> here's a fellow who would, couldn't even campaign for himself. How is he going to campaign for others? You know, it, James Craig needs to learn something about mockery, and especially when it's self-mockery. Don't leave yourself exposed to it, and that's exactly what he's doing. Um, he could have done so much better, but where was he? You know, that's long gone. James Craig needs to move on or whatever he's going to do. Hmm. And the, the name Matt DiPerno surfaces, too. Are these people who are just, you know, kind of sore because they lost and they're looking for something to, you know, ease their pain? Well, Matt DiPerno certainly is, is, uh, has counted the delegates. I mean, no question about it that he's got a fan club. And I'm not going to be disparaging to Matt DiPerno. I, you know, I think he certainly brings some value. But he also brings luggage, and that's not a secret. And I don't think that's what the party needs either, is somebody who's still fighting their own battles, no matter how good intentioned he is. He's got some battles coming up, and I don't think the party needs one more battle, especially in a minority like they are. We've turned into a blue state, and you know the last thing you want to do is, is have luggage and baggage that comes along with the leader of the party. Tudor doesn't have that. Did you think about maybe running for party chair? No, but I, I would I would seriously help. Uh, I'm a Reagan Republican. I'd like to get back to those roots. I would certainly help whomever is the director. Because hmm. I, I know you're a you're an advocate and a friend and a tireless guy. I mean, speaking of being all over the place, just follow your Facebook page, and I don't I dare well, not to even look where you are today. I don't think those delegates will uh, <laughs> will they will vote for me. You know, I there's a truth to power that you bring and. 
some people just don't like that. Uh, I love what our message is. I just think we need to do a better job at our messengers. Uh, would you remind everybody what Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan is? You've been there more than a decade. Absolutely. I mean, we are truly, truly advocates for the free enterprise system. We represent over a thousand commercial builders and contractors in the state of Michigan. Uh, we don't get a lot of credit for what we do for everybody else's industry, but I'm so proud of what we do and how we do it. And um, and we train young people for the skilled trades. Uh, you know, we are an industry that's never going to go, uh, go away. Uh, we got great value. We certainly lift up the middle class, and we'd love to give people, young people in particular, an opportunity to embrace the skilled trades industry. That memo leaked from the GOP about Tudor Dixon was a nasty piece of work, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, that's a CYA. We all know it. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, instead of assuming responsibility and blame, and, you know, when you looked at what the party did all year, Michael Patrick, come on. They imploded. They didn't do any candidate any favors. And, you know, you move on, but don't throw people under the bus, especially when you're the bus driver. <laughs> Jimmy Green, Associated Builders and Contractors of Michigan, on our AT&T line right now as he continues, as we all do, to evolve. Very pleased to be with you this morning, and that remember, other things that you can count on, too, include the 83 years Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Michael Patrick Shields here with you and at MIBigShow.com. Welcome to the Michigan Lottery Show. The fun and excitement. 50 years ago, a jackpot started growing in Michigan. Inspired by fun and prizes for players, and this jackpot has helped local businesses and led to over $26 billion in support for Michigan public schools. Today, the jackpot is still growing, and the goodness it's spreading is a win for everyone. The Michigan Lottery. For fun, for schools, for 50 years. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. Visit TraverseCity.com to learn more on our Fab Fall Getaways. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. NBC 
News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden is holding critical talks with China's president today. His first face-to-face meetings with Xi Jinping since taking office. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says Biden came to the G20 summit in Indonesia with a wide range of issues to discuss with Xi. Issues that we believe we can cooperate with China on and issues where obviously there's tension. Taiwan, Russia and Ukraine. Uh, and there's a, and, and of course trade and fair economic practices as well as freedom of navigation. All these are issues that President Biden wants to raise. The University of Virginia says a shooting on campus last night left three people dead and two others injured. The campus has been on lockdown since just after 10.30 as police search for the suspect, identified as Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., a former UVA football player. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is dominating the domestic box office. A sequel to the 2018 Black Panther film raked in $180 million in its debut weekend. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Monday with Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com. You remember Tom Leonard. He was Speaker of the House, Republican, and he ran for Attorney General and ran for the nomination. Lost it to Matt DiPerno in, well, it's very interesting. Nolan Finley this morning is calling it frothing fanaticism that took place at that nominating convention last spring for the GOP, which imagine some Republicans maybe wish they could have back. I don't know. Tom Leonard's on our AT&T line right this very moment. Thank you for being here, and welcome back to the program. Hey, good morning, my friend. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Loud and clear, and I wish that the GOP had heard you loud and clear in the spring when you tried to explain to them that you were the better candidate for attorney general, and maybe the result would have been different. But let's speculate about that for a minute, if you don't mind. I know it's painful, and I know it was dangerous for you and that your family was threatened and so forth but do you think that it would have mattered because of the roe versus wade decision was that an abortion sweep that we witnessed during the uh, november election or could it have been different well you know i think there were a lot of things that factored into this last cycle but certainly uh that last convention that we had was a big part of it um you know we walked out of that convention And essentially what they said was, is if you were not willing to say that the election was stolen, no other issue mattered. That was the only thing that they were focused on. And as long as Republicans are going to continue to spend cycles focused on 2020 versus focused on they're not going to be successful. And this could have been a great cycle for Republicans, not just here in Michigan, but but across the country. And it was a blown opportunity. It seems like as divisive as Dana Nessel is, the attorney general, that you could have run a scarecrow against her and probably won. But you had what turned out to be worse than that in Matt DiPerno. Am I wrong? Well, I mean, you had a situation, Michael Patrick, where we had a Republican nominee for attorney general. The first that I've seen since I've been involved that couldn't even get one police association to support him. Uh, Think about that. I mean, we needed somebody who was actually going to be able to unite the party that was going to be able to bring people forward, that was going to be able to raise funds. And we had already raised close to a million dollars. We had the Fraternal Order of Police were on board, the Michigan Chamber, the Police Officers Association. The list goes on and on. But unfortunately, when we walked into that convention, 
the delegates were focused on one issue and one issue only, and he was the ringleader of that. And like I said, as long as we continue to look back to 2020, this party is not going to be successful. We've got to do some serious soul-searching as we, as we march forward. You might call it soul-searching, but really all you have to do is look at the data and the results of the election, do you not, uh, to say we have to break the Trump habit? Uh, absolutely. Uh, like I said, we, I mean, this was, a, again, I hate to sound like a broke record, but this was a blown opportunity. I mean, inflation, the highest it's been in 40 years. Um, an economy on the rocks, gas prices $5 a gallon, crime on the rise in all of our major cities, and yet Democrats had a very successful night and beat Republicans in Michigan by double digits. It is time for some reflection for this party. The party is rudderless now, is it not? I mean, you, you have no titular leader or realistic leader at all, do you? Uh, right now, I think that sums that up perfectly. And this party has to start looking forward towards leaders like Aranda Sanchez in Florida that took a purple state and won it by 20 points. Uh, you look at what happened in, in, in Georgia with Governor Kemp. Again, a purple state, uh, somebody who Trump challenged uh, and went at for several months, and yet he won that state by eight points. You look at just south of here, Mike DeWine, 20 points, outperforming the Trump-endorsed Senate candidate by, by I believe, 16 points. Uh, it's not working. we got to get back to the basics. We've got to get uh, back to having a clear vision, a positive message, and focus on uniting this party and people across the state, not the divisiveness. Do you have any names in mind? I know they've been talking about it's not till February, I guess, you have the uh, the chair election. But there are a number of names. <laughs> Even Matt DiPerno was listed in the article that I read this morning. Uh, you know, there, there are two people that come to mind. I know one has certainly said that uh, he won't do it. But when I look at very strong conservatives that I believe can unite this party, I look at folks like Shane Hernandez. I look at folks like Tom Barrett. Uh, those are strong conservatives that this party ought to be looking at, even if it's not internally, uh, continue to look at towards the future, because those are the types of conservatives that this party needs. Do you think that Ronna McDaniel enabled some of this, too? Or is she, I, uh, is she sort of a, what is the word, uh, Stockholm syndrome when it comes to Trump? You know, I'm, I'm certainly not going to blame Ronna for what happened here in Michigan. I mean, she's the, the, the national chair. We've got to reflect yeah, on what happened here. here here in Michigan. What's next for you? What's keeping you busy? Where do you go from here personally? You know, right now uh, I'm, I'm on my way taking my little girl to, uh, to school. She and I take her every morning, enjoying my job um, at Plunkett Cooney. I've got an incredible uh, job there with, with wonderful clients. But most importantly, I'm, I'm enjoying being a daddy. I'm spending a lot of time with these kids. And uh, it's been a blast. So life is good for me right now, but I'm going to continue to work with this party and do everything I can to build it back the right way. Is that Hannah you're talking about? That is Hannah. She's in the back seat finishing her homework. She didn't get done this weekend right now. We've got about five minutes to finish it up. <laughs> well, she works good with deadlines, apparently. huh? <laughs> uh, you got it. She's like her dad. She's the little girl that famously asked you, uh, why do these people want to hurt us, which must have really broken your heart. Uh, it, it was sad. I mean, in 18, uh, when I ran for attorney general, we were able to take our kids on the floor. We were able to campaign with them. We were not able to this time around. In fact, we had to have private security. Uh, it was a sad situation. And behind that stage, I will never forget when she grabbed me by the leg, looked me in the eye. 
Yeah. Why do they want to hurt us, Daddy? Where are the adults? Tom Leonard is clearly one of them. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. And the Democrats are chortling and chuckling and wondering whatever became of Mike Shirky and the rest of it. And uh, hmm. interesting time to be a radio host, that's for sure, or a politician or an American, certainly a Michiganian, back in a flash. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all, and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. And what could be the most action-packed game of the season thus far? The Vikings survive in a back-and-forth contest against the Bills to come away with another comeback victory after sealing the deal in overtime after picking off Josh Allen in the end zone. The Jeff Saturday Aaron Indy starts off with the win as the Colts managed to fight back for a comeback victory with Matt Ryan leading the way after making his return as the team's starting quarterback to hand the Raiders another loss. Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau did not go well after he chose to go for it on fourth down only for the Cowboys to turn the ball over on downs in overtime. Afterwards, Aaron Rodgers led his team down the field for a chip shot field goal to snap their five-game slide. Joel M.B. dropped in a career-high 59 Blocked seven shots to help the Sixers take down the Jazz. Darius Garland, dominant night, 51 points, but the Timberwolves survived the storm as they came away with the win out in Cleveland. That's sports. Ron Moss, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. I believe that it is conversations like this that we're having. So I'm grateful for this opportunity with your excellent show and its wide reach for us to talk directly to people and let them know. So hear your voices. Let's say this is enough and let's get this done. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Good morning, it's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide, at mibigshow.com, and Mr. Tony Cuthbert, why don't we talk some sports? We can do that, and we start with the NFL, as the Lions came from behind to beat the Bears 31-30 in Chicago yesterday. Jared Goff, 236 yards, including a touchdown, Lions sit at 3-6, and and they will visit the Giants on Sunday Taking a look at some of our uh, rival teams in the NFC North, it was the Minnesota Vikings beating the Buffalo Bills 33-30 in overtime. And then the marquee Fox matchup, Green Bay over Dallas 31-28. That game also in overtime. And believe it or not, MPS, the Cowboys were 195-0 
all time when leading by 14 points through three quarters. That streak is now over. Sorry about that. Early in the morning, it was Tom Brady and the Buccaneers over the Seahawks 21-16. Your Dolphins were victorious over the Browns. Monday night football tonight, we have the Washington Commanders at the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. College football we go now. By the way, uh, this week, Central Michigan versus Western Michigan. Some more midweek matching on a rivalry game. Michigan football remain undefeated, 34-3 over Nebraska on Saturday. Michigan is 10-0, and they will host 21st-ranked Illinois on Saturday. That is the home finale. Michigan State still in a hunt for a bowl game as they sit 5-5. They beat Rutgers 27-21. And so they have, uh, who do they have this week? In Indiana, and then they travel to Penn State. They need to win one of those two games. And if they do that, they will go bowling. Not sure which location. Hopefully not Detroit. I don't mean that to be mean to the city of Detroit, but I know Michigan State and the fans want to hopefully get down. What about the Hazlitt Bowl? The Hazlitt Bowl, the Duke Mayo Bowl. That's another possibility. I don't know how that one will go because I don't know if you know about this bowl game. It's a mayonnaise company, Duke's Mayo. And at the end of this game, the tradition is to dump a cooler of mayonnaise on the winning coach. I don't know if Mel Tucker would like that too much, but nonetheless, we'll wait and see on that one. The Pistons host the Raptors tonight. The Red Wings are in Anaheim tomorrow to take on the Ducks. Michigan State basketball team not going to get any easier. Of course, they lost to Gonzaga on Friday. Tomorrow night, they will take on number four, Kentucky in Indianapolis. That's brought to you by Dean Transportation. He's Tony Cuthbert. I'm Michael Patrick Shields. Welcome to your Monday through the AT&T microphones. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. President Biden is holding critical talks with China's president today. His first face-to-face meetings with Xi Jinping since taking office. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says Biden came to the G20 summit in Indonesia with a wide range of issues to discuss with Xi. Issues that we believe we can cooperate with China on and issues where obviously there's tension. Taiwan, Russia and Ukraine uh, and there's a, and, and of course trade and fair economic practices as well as freedom of navigation. All these are issues that President Biden wants to raise. The University of Virginia says a shooting on campus last night left three people dead and two others injured. The campus has been on lockdown since just after 10.30 as police search for the suspect, identified as Christopher Darnell Jones Jr., a former UVA football player. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is dominating the domestic box office. A sequel to the 2018 Black Panther film raked in $180 million in its debut weekend. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The nation's weather map is taking on a decidedly more wintry look and feel for today and through much of this week. A strong storm is diving across the southwest today, and that storm will spread some accumulating snow into the Texas panhandle, parts of west-central Oklahoma as well, and into New Mexico. The snow will arrive later today in the Plains states with widespread winter weather advisories in place, three to six inches or more of snow possible today especially in Oklahoma. As today rolls on, a low will develop along the Texas Gulf Coast and bring moderate to even some heavy rainfall to the Gulf Coast of Texas and across into Louisiana, then into Mississippi and Alabama. Rain and wet snow can be expected into the Mississippi Valley tonight and into tomorrow. Colder than normal air for much of the nation through the work week. Today's temperatures as far south as the Gulf Coast could be in the 30s and 40s. 
That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. President Biden is expected to give Chinese President Xi Jinping a warning about North Korea later today. Biden will meet with Xi face-to-face for the first time as president on the sidelines of the G20 summit in Indonesia. The White House says Biden will warn Xi that North Korea's continued weapons development will lead to an enhanced U.S. military presence in the region. The University of Virginia is currently on lockdown following reports of a shooting on the school's campus. University police identified the suspect as former UVA football player Christopher Darnell Jones and consider him to be armed and dangerous. Officials haven't given any details about possible injuries or fatalities. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is reporting hundreds of Russian war crimes in Kherson. On Sunday, Zelensky said 400 have already been documented, just days after Moscow's troops withdrew from the region. He added bodies of civilians and military personnel are being found. An investigation is underway after a deadly mid-air collision during an air show in Dallas. A representative from the NTSB's Transportation Disaster Assistance Division is here in Dallas. He is contacting family members of those who were lost to provide support as well as updates to the investigation as they become available. Officials with the National Transportation Safety Board say six people died when a small World War II-era fighter plane crashed into a Boeing B-17 Flying Fortress on Saturday. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Coming up in the Business Week Ahead, the Federal Reserve reports on consumer expectations of inflation. Also, we'll get more indicators of current inflation from the October Producer Price Index and the Import Price Index. Also, October retail sales figures, which are not adjusted for inflation. We'll learn how much higher or not household debt grew in the third quarter, plus business inventories, leading economic indicators, and another look at the housing industry with the first Home Builder Confidence Index for November and October housing starts and building permits, plus sales of existing homes in October. And more than 1,100 public companies will be reporting third quarter earnings this week, including Walmart, Target, Ross, both Home Depot and Lowe's, and Cisco Systems. The busiest travel days of the year are almost here, and prices are going up. John Maroney reports. One group says a domestic round-trip ticket purchased for Thanksgiving right now will cost $400. The cheapest departure date, the Tuesday before Turkey Day. The cost of a ticket at Christmas is about the same, but you could save money if you leave December 21st. Ticket prices are expected to rise as we get closer to both holidays. We do have a feeling that travel is going to be strong. It's one of those things that even when economic times are tough, people still really are determined to visit their family. Mark Shieldrop is with AAA Northeast. The sooner you can book things and get to the airport and get yourself registered with your airline so you get flight updates, the better, because you don't want to be waiting in a big line when you're at the airport if something goes wrong. John Maroney reporting for NBC News. Another report, this one from Wells Fargo Bank, finds the cost of food away from home has increased about half the rate of food at the supermarket. That means you could spend about the same on a dish at a restaurant as you would preparing it at home without expending all the time and energy. 
Turkey prices alone are forecast to be 23% higher than last year due to inflation and the impact of a bird flu outbreak. Eggs, butter, and flour prices are also significantly higher this year. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. In what could be the most action-packed game of the season thus far, the Vikings survive in a back-and-forth contest against the Bills to come away with another comeback victory after sealing the deal in overtime after picking off Josh Allen in the end zone. The Jeff Saturday era in Indy starts off with the win as the Colts manage to fight back for a comeback victory with Matt Ryan leading the way after making his return as the team's starting quarterback to hand the Raiders another loss. Mike McCarthy's return to Lambeau did not go well after he chose to go for it on fourth down only for the Cowboys to turn the ball over on downs in overtime. Afterwards, Aaron Rodgers led his team down the field for a chip shot field goal to snap their five-game slide. Joel Embiid dropped in a career-high 59, blocked seven shots to help the Sixers take down the Jazz. Darius Garland, dominant night, 51 points, but the Timberwolves survived the storm as they came away with the win out in Cleveland. That's sports. Ron Moss. NBC News Radio. The nation's weather map is taking on a decidedly more wintry look and feel for today and through much of this week. A strong storm is diving across the southwest today, and that storm will spread some accumulating snow into the Texas panhandle, parts of west-central Oklahoma as well, and into New Mexico. The snow will arrive later today in the Plains states with widespread winter weather advisories in place three to six inches or more of snow possible today, especially in Oklahoma. As today rolls on, a low will develop along the Texas Gulf Coast and bring moderate to even some heavy rainfall to the Gulf Coast of Texas and across into Louisiana, then into Mississippi and Alabama. Rain and wet snow can be expected into the Mississippi Valley tonight and into tomorrow. Colder than normal air for much of the nation through the work week. Today's temperatures as far south as the Gulf Coast could be in the 30s and 40s. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here. That's what you've earned. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. But not this game. We stay with them and we shut them down because we can't. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Tony Cuthbert, you're never going to believe it. I'm at Good Shepherd Church at Beverly Hills this morning, and I think Beverly Hills has a new name because of the voice that you're going to hear. He was singing about five rows behind me, and he sounded like this. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, name that tune and name that voice. 
Uh, Beverly Hills is now hockey town, Ken Cal. Well, great to see you in California. Great to see you, Michael Patrick. And uh, I was coming back from communion, and I saw you in the pew, and I'm like, whoa, there's Michael Patrick Shields. And then you pulled me over, and so it's great to get together after all these years and see you finally in person because a lot of times it's just over the phone. Did I appear very reverent? You were very good. <laughs> Now, you're in Beverly Hills because the team is out here, and you're doing an old-fashioned barnstorming West Coast Swing. Yeah, it was the first game of our West Coast Swing. We lost to the Kings 4-3, to and then on Monday we're heading out to uh, Anaheim to take on the Ducks. So, yeah, it's good. I, every time we're on the road and it's a Sunday, I try to make it to church. Uh, I'm a devout Catholic, went to Catholic grade school, high school, so it's good to get out here in Beverly Hills. And I didn't know that this church here... Was act, it's actually a pretty famous church. You know, people like uh, Frank Sinatra were buried here, and Jaja Gabor, William Frawley, who played uh, on uh, I Love Lucy. He was uh, one of the Mertz, Fred Mertz. He was buried here, too. And uh, Elizabeth Taylor actually got married, her first marriage. That was right here in this church, too. So it's Who's very... counting when it comes to marriages? <laughs> exactly. But I don't and think now... if it was her seventh, I don't think they'd marry her here. You got a point there, though. Although you're talking to someone who actually has four Catholic annulments, I think I've got the Vatican record. I don't know how you did that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> but um, now they've had Ken Cal, a famous hockey broadcaster for the Red Wings in their church here. And they put you up in some real celebrity digs between these two games, the Beverly Wilshire Four Seasons. Yeah, and that's iconic too because I think some of the scenes from Pretty Woman were actually filmed there. And uh, as I was going to church, walking to church, it's about a mile away, they're actually making a commercial or a movie right across the street. So, like, you're in California, man, you always run into a camera. How do you like that pool? I, if I'm not mistaken, it's a, an exact replica of Sophia Loren's pool in mm. Italy. And uh, it, it's uh, right at the top of Rodeo Drive. All I know is I put on that yellow Speedo and they kicked me out. <laughs> they, said, they said, what an eyesore. <laughs> and Wolfgang Puck's restaurant, one of them is in there too. So you're doing all right. Look at you big time now. Yeah, it's good. Good, good. Get out here in California. And the team's getting better too. And that's one of the good things. They're off to a really good start. Didn't win the other night, but uh, new head coach and Derek Lalone and Steve's really uh, got the rebuilding process going. So we're hoping for good things, not only this year, but in the years to come. Well, good luck in Anaheim. Mention my name at the Beverly Wilshire. As JP would say, just don't tell them where I am. <laughs> you got it, Michael Patrick. Ken Cal, where Beverly Hills is now hockey town. Yeah, and the Beverly Wilshire is the home of the Detroit Red Wings in Beverly Hills. Wow, pretty good spot. You know, that's Steve Eiserman when he's the general manager. He doesn't pinch any pennies. <laughs> he put the team, Tony Cuthbert, in a very good spot because basically they were out here for a West Coast swing and are. And they had a day off on Sunday, so they said, well, where can we put everybody? Because some of the players want to go to the beach, some of them want to play golf. So they figured to be centrally located, they would be right at the top of Rodeo Drive at the Four Seasons Beverly Wilshire, and that's where they are, the Red Wings. And isn't it funny when you see someone out of context? Like, I looked up, and I saw Ken Cal coming down the aisle, and I said, God, it looks like Ken, that is, that, <laughs> can that, what would... You know, and then I saw he was wearing a Red Wing logo on his jacket. I'm like, damn me, that's Ken Cal. So he came over and we spoke for a minute, and then we got together after and stood out in the sunshine and swapped stories for about a half an hour, and then we took a walk through town, and his friend was there too who does security for the Red Wings. And they were just asking me, where is Hollywood, and where are those places where the, the, the hands are in the cement and all the rest of it, and... They weren't going to play. You know what he was going to do on his day off? I said, what are you going to do, go to the beach or play golf or what? Ken Cal said, 
Oh, we're going to go somewhere and watch sports. Oh, come on. <laughs> I said, the guy who watches sports for a living is going to do even more of it. <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to Los Angeles. I give them credit because they could have flown down to Anaheim and now I don't go to Disneyland or whatever, so they stayed in L.A. Good on them. Yeah, it, you know, he talked a lot about the, the bus situation because, believe it or not, they go practice at a different place from where they play at the Crypto Center downtown. So from Beverly Hills, they had to bus out to, I think it was in Marina Del Rey, which is out beyond the airport near the beach, and then back to the hotel and then back to the Crypto Center. So he said they were in Los Angeles traffic on the bus through the day. LA is my and, of course, Anaheim is only, what, 45 minutes, depending on traffic, down to the south of here. So it's centrally located. And then they'll go on up to San Jose, and the Red Wings will play up there, too. So it was very fun to see them all bouncing around town here and so forth. It's Michael Patrick Shields. in. I'm right across the street, by the way, from the uh, Four Seasons Los Angeles at Beverly Hills, which is about a mile from the Beverly Wilshire. So Four Seasons has a definite footprint here. And uh, this area, in this Beverly Hills area. So very nice to be here. And thank you very much to Ken Cal. He, um, you know, I said to him, he, uh, I said, you're going to be in the, in the Radio Hall of Fame someday, you know, in the Michigan Broadcasting Hall of Fame and Sports Hall of Fame. He says, I just want to be in God's Hall of Fame. But isn't that a sweet thing for him to say? And I said, I think you're not only are you going to be in God's Hall of Fame. You're going to have very good seats. And uh, not only that, you're going to be right up against the glass. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. The Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. I'm also reminded, and we talked about this yesterday, that uh, Ken Cal, when he was out here one time for Punchkey Day, which is, you know, the day before Ash Wednesday, Fat Tuesday, Ken Cal, we shipped him, FedExed him Punchkey, because I knew there's no way in California, in Southern California, in Los Angeles, you're going to get Punchkey. He was out here for a game. And he confirmed to me that in the middle of the game, somebody brought this box of Punchkey into the booth. <laughs> and he said he and Paul ate the Punchkey in between, you know, the commercial breaks. So that was sort of funny. And and sweet, and uh, it was good to hear that. He said he misses Grand Traverse Pies we used to send him to, by the way, from Traverse City. And they'd always have a fight over who got the bigger piece of pie. The Lord has given me... Did I say that already? I did. But so what? I listen like one being instructed. We are going to hear from Dave Chappelle, who was on Saturday Night Live, which they shoot on the other side of the country in New York. And he talked about, guess what? Politics and Donald Trump. So from Hockey Town West, Beverly Hills, it's Michael Patrick Shields. The whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can Grab some green at Firekeepers this November. Win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. You could be one of 25 guaranteed winners to pick a big prize, including up to $30,000 cash. 
Earn entries daily and join us on November 26th. Every two hours from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m., five winners will each get to select from the punch board to win up to $10,000 cash. Then at 10 p.m., it's the grand prize drawing, where five lucky players will each choose a huge cash prize from $12,500 all the way up to $30,000 cash. Don't miss your chance to win a share of over $200,000 with the Cash Grab Giveaway on Saturday, November 26th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes, only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel. I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Metawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Fans of the Cape Crusader are remembering Kevin Conroy, the actor who provided the voice of Batman, died in New York last week after a battle with cancer at the age of 66. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman! The Westbury, New York native studied acting at Juilliard alongside Christopher Reeve and Robin Williams. He'd go on to voice Batman between 1992 and 1996, spanning nearly 400 TV episodes as well as 15 films and two dozen video games. Mark Hamill, who voiced the Joker opposite Conroy's Dark Knight, said in his statement, he was one of my favorite people on the planet and I loved him like a brother. He truly cared for the people around him. His decency shone through everything he did. Also a founding member of The Clash, guitarist Keith Levine is dead at the age of 65 after he battled liver cancer. He formed the British punk band in the 1970s along with Mick Jones, later joining Public Image Limited, the post-punk band established by Johnny Rotten after he left the Sex Pistols. And Dolly Pop- Martin is the winner of a $100 million Bezos Courage and Civility Award handed out by the Amazon founder. It goes to leaders who aim high, find solutions, and who always do it with civility. The music legend and philanthropist said she'll do her best to do good things with money. During the pandemic, Parton donated a million dollars to vaccine research efforts. Plus, since the 1980s, she's been behind a charity to get books into the hands of children around the world. That's entertainment. Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. E.T. Long is in the Great White North. Michael Patrick Shields on WMKT and radio stations across the state of Michigan. He's the author of Another Sunday in Horton Bay, and that's where he lives. Political operative and author of A Distant Rumble, also the unnoticed, unreported world of grassroots politics. Can you see the grass yet, G.T., in Horton Bay after the snowfall? Hey, Michael. Yeah, there's a little grass sticking out. We only got about an inch, maybe, enough to cover the ground. 
Yeah, we hear they're making snow with the snow machines and snow guns over at Boyne Mountain and Boyne Highlands already. They're ready for the season. And uh, I don't know if we got snowed by the media or the pollsters or what happened who predicted that red wave in the election. It didn't happen. But uh, I'm curious to get your response to Dave Chappelle. He was the uh, host. Uh, They bring in a celebrity every week on Saturday Night Live. And this, I thought you might be entertained by a part of his monologue. I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio amongst the poor whites. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I I get it, because I hear it every day. He's very loved. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. Well, I'm not joking right now. He's an honest liar. That first debate, that first debate, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a white male billionaire screaming at the top of his lungs. This whole system is rigged, he said. And across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama, sitting over there looking at him like, no, it's not. I said, now, wait a minute, bro. It's what he said. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, as you suggest, what would be your evidence? You remember what he said, bro? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. (laughs) And then he pulled out an Illuminati membership card and chopped a line of cocaine up and did it right into the podium. (laughs) No one ever heard someone say something that true. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him into taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. (laughs) and then he said if you want me to pay my taxes then change the tax code but I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do and with that my friends the star was born come from inside of that house, outside, and tell all the commoners we are doing everything that you think we are doing inside of that house. And he just went right back in the house and started playing the game again. <laughs> the Democrats were sore losers. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> what did he say? An honest liar. An honest liar. Actually, I might be campaigning for him if he wants to run again since after this last blue earthquake, which I think he was a major part of. <laughs> sure sounds like it. He's, yeah, well, he's, he's revisiting that. But then, you know, that kind of blatant honesty turned sour and uh, then it turned nasty. And that's where we are now. But I find, GT, it's very interesting. People who still want to cling to supporting Donald Trump will say, Oh, you don't like him because he puts out mean tweets, but he sure got a lot done. And I'm not really sure how to answer that. Are you? Well, I mean, he, he he's lost everything after after he won 2016, which I think was more of a more Hillary Clinton than it was for Donald Trump. But ever since then, he's lost 2018, 2020. He lost Georgia in 21. He lost, I think, was a major player to lose the. Uh, 
to lose this election, um, and certainly in Michigan. And um, so, hey, if they want to run, if he wants to run again, I say, well, let him run. I'll go buy one of those stupid flags and fly it out of my car because every time he runs, we win, saying the Democrats. So, um, you know, Donald Trump to me is uh, toxic. And if the Republicans can't see that, then they're blind. Senator Schumer this morning is telling CNN that if Joe Biden wants to run again, he will support him. Are you starting to hear a Biden groundswell? Mm, no, not really. I, I think the Democrats are kind of split. Um, you know, Joe's Joe did a great job just so far. I think he's done a lot better job than he's given credit for. But, you know, he's going to be 80 years old. And I think that's going to be... That's going to be an issue that the Democrats are going to be talking about in the next uh, couple of years. Find out what we end up doing. I guess if you're a Democrat, even if you're Gretchen Whitmer, Michigan's governor, do you have to say that? Well, if the president wants to run, I'll support him. I mean, what really else can you say at this stage? Politically expedient. Yeah, you can't really. I mean, the guy is the sitting president. Rarely do you you rarely see a a problem with that unless there's some radical issue like a war or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think so, too. But, you know, certainly Gretchen Whitmer has, has raised her star on the national uh, stage, and um, I think she's going to be a player one way or another. In what role? As a cabinet post, or do you think she has her eyes on vice president or president? Uh, yeah, all those things. I mean, it depends on what she wants to do. Yeah, certainly. I mean, yeah, absolutely. She's she's a major player. Uh, okay, she so. won in a very big way, and uh, and she's certainly going to be talked about. G.T. Long's book, A Distant Rumble, The Unnoticed, Unreported World of Grassroots Politics, which you can get at lulu.com. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan. You can also get his other book, uh, which is called Another Sunday in Horton Bay. It's a trilogy, actually. Okay, we're going to go to northern Michigan. We're going to go to Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. We're going to go to China with President Biden. All of that coming up. Stay right there. We'll be right here. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones on Monday. The Lions won in Chicago yesterday thanks to a missed extra point. Elon Musk says Twitter's paid subscription service, Twitter Blue, will probably be back this week. Twitter Blue allowed users to have their accounts verified with blue check marks for $8 a month. Netflix is getting ready to go live. The streaming giant confirmed on Thursday that Chris Rock will debut a comedy special live early next year. The company said Rock is the first artist to have the distinction of live streaming on Netflix. NASA's Artemis 1 moon rocket may finally get off the ground. After scrubbing two previous launches due to Hurricanes Ian and Nicole, the next launch attempt is scheduled for early Wednesday morning from Kennedy Space Center. A highly secretive Space Force plane is back on the ground after completing its longest mission yet. The Boeing X-37B touched down early Saturday morning after 908 days in orbit. I'm Trey Thomas.
Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Jocelyn Benson, the Secretary of State. 1.8 million people, as I understand it, voted absentee, and you're quoted as saying that you're really excited about that. Why? This was our highest turnout midterm election in the state's history. 4.5 million people voted. That's an extraordinary win for democracy. And on top of that, to have 1.8 million vote absentee really underscores that voters have embraced this option. Back up in northern Michigan, the Line 5 pipelines have been operating on the bottom of the straits for more than 60 years, just as long as the Mackinac Bridge. In fact, they were built by the same company. Enbridge Energy, nevertheless, uh, has agreed to bury those pipelines in a tunnel more than 100 feet below the bedrock so that there is absolutely no risk of any leak. And uh, they'll do that by spending $500 million of their own money, a major infrastructure project for the state of Michigan. And so we speak with uh, Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy from time to time. And as we're seeing snow on the ground and cold temperatures, you're starting to crank up your home heating costs. And uh, he predicted and uh, likely to be true that the costs of heating your home is going to be way up this winter. Line 5 is a key not only to fuel at the airport, but for the propane that heats the homes of those in the Upper Peninsula and beyond. Ryan Duffy from Enbridge Energy. Home heating costs are already up, and they're predicted to go higher here. So the U.S. Energy Information Administration put out its outlook a few days ago, and the predictions are uh, consumers could be paying anywhere from, uh, you know, a wide range, but from 5% to 28% more for heat depending on where you live in the country. I saw another prediction for around 17% more. Uh, And with everything happening in the world, what's factoring into those costs is that there's the possibility of shortages and supply disruptions. And so no one wants issues around supply when you're talking about home heating. You you just can't have that. Uh, And here in Michigan, Line 5 remains a reliable source of energy uh, because it does supply more than half the propane Michigan uses, 65% of the propane used in the Upper Peninsula, and that's propane for home heat. Uh, So Line 5 has been reliable for decades. It's reliable where trucks or trains can't always deliver in certain winter weather like a pipeline can. And the tunnel project factors in because that's going to make sure that Line 5 can continue to uh, reliably deliver energy for, for decades to come. Ryan Duffy, Enbridge Energy, Michael Patrick Shields all across Michigan. We're going to China when we get back, just like the president. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. Classes are canceled today at the University of Virginia's main campus in Charlottesville after a mass shooting left three people dead, two others injured. Students received word to shelter in place as authorities said the gunman should be considered armed and dangerous. I heard the massive police response. I was back like like a year ago, there was like shots, at, there's been shots at the bar and everything, like I was there for all that and it just this feels different, a lot different. University police identified the suspect as former UVA football player Christopher Darnell Jones. President Biden is holding his first face-to-face talks with the leader of China since taking office. He sat down this morning with President Xi Jinping as both leaders are attending the G20 summit in Indonesia. During further talks throughout the day, Biden is expected to warn Xi that North Korea's continued weapons development will lead to an enhanced U.S. military presence in the region. 
Former Vice President Mike Pence is sounding off on former President Trump and his role in last year's attack on the U.S. Capitol. It angered me. But I turned to my daughter who was standing nearby and I said, it doesn't take courage to break the law. It takes courage to uphold the law. I mean, the president's words were reckless. It was clear he decided to be part of the problem. During an interview with ABC News, Pence said Trump's actions endangered Pence, Pence's family, and everyone at the Capitol that day. The former vice president noted he was angered over a tweet from Trump on January 6th. Trump's tweet said that Pence, in the former president's opinion, didn't have the courage to do what should have been done in reference to a lack of action regarding Joe Biden's presidential win in 2020. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says President Biden should run again in 2024. President Biden has been a great president for our country. He has accomplished so much. The speaker was appearing on ABC's This Week. Stock futures are falling following the S&P 500's best week since June. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Federal investigators are moving against a massive sanitation company that's accused of employing children as young as 13 on dangerous overnight shifts at food processing plants. The Department of Labor requested a temporary injunction Wednesday against Wisconsin-based Packers Sanitation Services after investigators found at least 31 children employed to clean industrial equipment. Two child workers suffered caustic chemical burns and other injuries while working on the floor where cattle are butchered at a plant in Grand Island, Nebraska. I'm Mark Mayfield. About 3 million middle school and high school students across the U.S. are smoking. A new report from the CDC and the FDA found these young people reported using a tobacco product within 30 days of being surveyed. The survey also found that youth are using e-cigarettes and flavored cigars more than traditional cigarettes. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. The world expects, I believe, China and the United States to play key roles in addressing global challenges from climate uh, changes to food insecurity. And uh, for us to be able to work together, the United States stands ready to do just that, work with you if that's what you desire. America's President Joe Biden on the other side of the world. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Back with more on that in a moment as we're talking about travel. Remember that movie, The Terminal, that Steven Spielberg put out? Tom Hanks played a guy who was living in an airport and because uh, he was stuck. He didn't have his immigration papers. Well, that was based on a true story. Marin Nasseri was the name of the man. And what you maybe didn't know, and I didn't either, is that that movie took place, it looked like, over, yeah, I don't know, months and months and months. Stanley Tucci was in that movie, too, as the airport director. But the real story of Marin Nassari, he was in Charles de Gaulle Airport for 18 years after he lost his papers and he couldn't travel to England. 18 years he lived in de Gaulle Airport. And um, he passed away recently, by the way. Where did he die? Charles de Gaulle Airport. Uh, he had been living in a uh, nursing home. And at the end, he decided he wanted to go live as a homeless person again. And he died of natural causes, surviving in De Gaulle Airport. Interesting. He just had to be back there in that setting. 
If you're going to fly and you want to beat some of the snow that we've got in Michigan, maybe you want to go to Orlando, maybe you want to go aboard a Velo Airlines, maybe you want to go from Capital Region International Airport in Lansing because they have nonstops and you'll be there in no time, just over two hours or so. Uh, you can go to flylansing.com or aveloair.com, and Nicole Noel Williams, the CEO of the Capital Region International Airport, explains the deal. It's Thursday, Sunday flight times with Avello. You can go to veloair.com to book your tickets. They run promo fares of like $49 one-way fares. Great fares. The flight down here was smooth, just over two hours nonstop from Lansing. The convenience, of course, parking right outside our terminal. The goal is start your vacation as soon as you arrive to our airport and get through security, go upstairs, enjoy yourself at our bar. And hope that all the listeners take a look. And it goes to Orlando International Airport, I think, is one key thing to mention. Interestingly, Air Force One has been at the Capital Region Airport many times. When I say many, three that I can think of off the top of my head. There once with President uh, Obama. There once with President Trump. And wasn't it there for one of the presidential debates? I'm sure it was uh, when they had it at the Wharton Center back there. So uh, Joe Biden, Air Force One, maybe not the same aircraft, but the same call sign, has gone to Bali, Indonesia, not for a vacation, but for the G20 summit. And he is going to meet or has, I'm going to keep track of that, uh, with the time difference here, with Xi Jinping, the uh, Chinese president. And from what I am hearing, uh, is going to warn him about North Korea and Taiwan and weapons development. Tom Watkins, an expert on China, a former state superintendent of schools and was state mental health director, too, is on our AT&T line. Good morning to you. Good morning, Michael Patrick. Do you think the American president has the mm, juice to warn the Chinese president? Well, I'm not sure a warning is clearly uh, going to happen. Uh, the meeting has taken place over in Bali between our two national leaders, President Xi and President Biden. Uh, the G20 is uh, taking place uh, in the next couple of days, but the G2 uh, have met. This relationship, Michael Patrick, which we've talked about many, many times, is the most important bilateral relationship in the world today. Every major world issue will intersect at the corner of Beijing and Washington, D.C. So how our leaders address these major issues around Taiwan, North Korea, the Russian invasion of, uh, of Ukraine, food insecurity, the COVID pandemic, climate change, global economy, nuclear weapons, you name it, uh, will impact not only China, the U.S. citizens, but all of humanity. So getting this relationship right is critical to us all. We're not, I don't know, we're trading partners. I'm not sure what you call our relationship with China. We're not allies, or are we allies? Are we enemies? Are we not enemies? What's the score? Well, I think somebody put it right one day when they said we're frenemies. I'm both mm -hmm. a friend uh, and uh, collaborators, coordinators, communicators working together, but also um, competition and trying to avoid unnecessary confrontation, or God forbid, a conflict uh, between the two largest uh, superpowers, uh, because uh, that would be bad for, for everyone. Do you think that the Joe Biden can trust Xi Jinping? 
I think that the old saying, trust but verify, comes to mind mm-hmm. on both of, uh, of those equations. Uh, President Xi, in the meeting, uh, laid out three principles. And clearly, I think we can live with these. We need to follow up on them. One is mutual respect between our two nations. Two, peaceful coexistence. And three, a win-win. And I've talked about this issue of we need to get off the proverbial uh, seesaw where one nation has to be up for the other to be down. We're going to have to find a way with China's continual rise, its military, ideological, uh, economic rise, to find ways uh, to work together uh, for our uh, existence and all of humanity's existence. There was some talk about red lines. Each side has these sort of red lines that they don't want the other to cross. One of them is Taiwan. If, uh, like Vladimir Putin, China decided, well, that's it, we're sick and waiting here and staring at Taiwan, we're just going to go in there and get this done, what would the reaction from the president be, or what could it be? Well, I think uh, President Biden has uh, moved past what we referred to in the past as strategic ambiguity around our relationship with China and Taiwan. He's been very clear, and they try to clean it up as, quote, a slip of Biden's tongue. But he's been very clear that uh, if China tries to take back Taiwan forcefully, the United States and our allies will come to their aid. Uh, So that's clearly a red line that's there. Do you really believe that would happen? Well, I would hope that we would not see that uh, happen. But clearly we need to find ways to uphold our respective national interests without ending up in a conflict that would be bloody. Uh, It would impact everybody around the world, both from a uh, loss of life, uh, humanity, and uh, throw the world into a global tailspin economically. Uh, So we need to find ways to negotiate and work around that very, very tense issue. Uh, China sees it as vital that they uh, restore their national interests in bringing back Taiwan into the fold. Uh, so how we negotiate and, and balance that is going to be very tricky going forward. Seems like just a matter of time, doesn't it? Uh, sadly, it does. And, and uh, the fact is, is that time at this point is on China's side. Um, they are uh, intent on seeing that happen. Hopefully it can be done peacefully. Tom Watkins in Michigan. He was the state superintendent of schools and mental health director, expert on China. Michael Patrick Shields, more to come, including the lions and bears and the surprising curious results. All next. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere. 
with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. So it's almost Thanksgiving. I'm in Dusty Cellar to collect a 6 for $66 club pack from Dusty Cellar. Matt Rhodes, though, is in the spirit of giving. Yes, Michael, this month with the club purchase, we'll be raising funds for Meridian Township residents that cannot easily purchase what they need for the holiday with matching funds to Meridian Cares. 33% of Meridian Township households struggle financially, and they can't even afford maybe basic needs like housing and food and health care. So Meridian Cares helps prevent neighbors in need from facing severe economic hardship like hunger and homelessness. Yes, Michael, so with each club pack, we're asking for donations to Meridian Cares of $1 to $10, and we'll match that donation to pass it on to Meridian Cares so more of our township residents can meet their needs. Well, thanks to you, Matt, at Dusty Cellar. I'm in with a club pack and a donation to Meridian Cares. So join me at Dusty Cellar for the 6 for 66 Wine Club, and you can support Meridian Cares, too. Thanks, Michael Patrick. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Cast. 